Blog Talk Radio. Kubrick is amazing, weed is amazing, you can do the healing, I'ma make a killing, ancient drug dealing, all through America, oh what a feeling, huh? line them up, jook them, stick them up and whip them, bring it back, selector, might not never see me, God is so clever, rise in the morning, nigga, fresh every weather, elemental gesture, ice smoke purple in the rain, I shun away the pain, guilt disappeared, the killer will appear, dip a loosey little bro you would never fear, repercussions, concussions, shooting up the functions, hate is just a slave, masters need you angry, listless and lazy, apathetic faggotry made these bitches lazy, until you really conscious, pro meth is tasty, lean with me baby, rest with me sweetie, she whispered in my ears, her flesh is really needy, feed me, feed me, KTL cereal, red pills, blue pills, arts degree, decode skills, black dots, hip hop, Oba, Bobby, Valentine taught me everything, Delbit with a ray gun, I dare you to front son, and I'm a more, and I'm on tour, flying through the waters, nigga, where the fuck is y'all, you can ask Paul's, Set God scores, 9 p.m. Central, go feed your mental, Tuesdays and Fridays, the God make you special, the God make you special, yeah, 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 half the kids don't like you, shit that shot you, kiss don't kiss you, styles beat on you, touch me and die, nigga, put you in pie, <laughs> Tuesdays and Fridays, 9 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Central, yeah, ha, yeah, get it, Red House, nigga, Red House in this motherfucker, shout out to everybody that's motherfucker, super intelligent, nigga, extra special, extraordinary, you know, fuck that, you, we ain't a motherfucking, fucking, weird, cultural, Emotional niggas, nigga. We making shit happen, nigga. We making shit happen, nigga. Where do you see us in the future? Peace, 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 peace to the universe. Peace to the family. Peace to the family. Welcome to Nota Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, the brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by my brother, the Blue Pill. All right, any minute now. Okay, then, make yourselves comfortable, family. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, just make yourself comfortable. All right, we're going to have a powerful episode tonight. We are bringing back our brother, all right, the uh, the fourth member of the fourth apocalypse, of the apocalyptic uh, horseman, our brother A.A. Rashid, the Kabbalah God, is definitely going to be in the building tonight, lining it up for his presentation that's coming up February 22nd in Las Vegas, all right, shout out to the Vegas family, all right, shout out to the uh, L.A. family, shout out to the Arizona family, everybody that was out there repping that Super Bowl Sunday, we see you, all right, shout out to all my real Africans. Chat room is open, everybody wants to get up in the chat room, it is open, uh, we see you brothers on the call, on the call queue, I see you, Raku, 
We're going to go to and uh, open up your line real quick, see what's going on with the God. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and do that right now. Call us from the 516-881. Peace, brother. Rock cool. Peace, Lord. What's the science, man? All is well, man. How are you? Going on? Uh, I'm doing fine, Lord. You know, I've been on. Um, indeed, indeed. I've been observing, the, you know, the motions and what's going on, man. It's crazy. Knowledge gets yeah, deeper every right? day. Yeah, right? Knowledge gets deeper every day. No doubt. No doubt. So, no you know, doubt. I'm on the here from the brother AA. I saw y'all on the, um, on, on, on Sarnetta TV, you know, got me all excited. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. No doubt. Just about, 
you know, Red and the Blue. It's about Sinet. It's about Brother Rich. It's about A. Rashid. It's about Raku. It's about KT the Arc Degree. It's about Mama Pill. It's about Queen of Four. You know, it's about everybody that's part and parcel to the network. You know what I'm saying? It's about um, Ross Mariah Bay. It's about Taj Tariq. It's about Turtle mm-hmm. Gang. You know what I'm saying? It's about Hakeem Green. It's about Karis One. It's about Marshawn Lynch. You know what I'm saying? About them real Africans. It's about the real Africans. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's about the real I'm Africans. About I'm talking about real and, Africans. And, and that's my family, family. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to divorce myself from that human family thing that y'all be talking about. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm speaking directly to my kinfolk, and I speak for my kinfolk. You know, it's part of a human conversation, nonetheless. It's not excluded from the quote-unquote human family. It's just what we represent, you know what I mean? And when you see us, who you should see, you know, we come flying that flag. So that's it. You know, I, I've just been seeing my reflection in the mirror, places that I'm going. People are walking up to me, and they're like, yo, thank you. You speak our language. Finally, somebody that gets it, you know what I'm saying? Y'all not out here judging the youth. You're not out here pointing them fingers. You're not out here being weird and conscious and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know if I told you the other day, but no, I don't think I got a chance to. Maybe I did. You know, I get conversations that I have with people and conversations that I have online confused. But I was at an event. Yeah, I think I I reported this on Friday. You know, Give six me one year, minute, six year old. Yeah. Yeah, family, just give him a minute. Get his thing together. I'll wait till he come back and I'll share that story. All right? Shout out to the chat. I'm trying to get online right now so I could chat it up with y'all. Shout out to everybody that's out there under this luminous full moon and Leo. You know what I'm saying? Enjoying company. Um, shout out to the human family. And my brother Buddha Kling say the family of nations. Alright? Real things are going. We're definitely gonna have a, a a transcendental conversation tonight with the Kabbalah God. Definitely look forward to this. Alright, if you're in the building, go on and big up yourself. Shout out to everybody that's going to be coming up top to NY this Sunday for the great debate. The Seven Heaven Seamoss is going to be in the building live and direct. We're going to roll out the new logo designs, new flavors, all of that. We're going to have a lot of treats in the building. Um, you know, if you need special order, gallons, half a gallon, so what have you, 347-504-1444. Give me a call so I can have what you need prepared for you. All right? Let's not do no last last minute business. But nonetheless, you come through, I'm going to have it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be there. It's going to be in the building. Buddy. So we just look forward to seeing y'all. Come out. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. These are the places where people congregate, you know? And, um... You know, the, the the outcome is not yet written. The outcome is not written in stone, even though we live in past, present, and future. You know what I'm saying? 
outcome is malleable. There's many roads that could be taken. So if you want to see a positive outcome, make sure that you're in the building putting forward that, that mind energy, that, that, you know what I'm saying, that those invocations, that intention. Make sure that you're participating for the quote-unquote good of things. Make sure that you're part of what you want to see. All right? Be in the building for that. Direct the energy with your own mind. So we look forward to seeing you there. All right? Yeah. I'm supposing this brother's going to yeah. be back any minute. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, God, body. So, like I said, um, I was at an event in a five, either five, six-year-old, smaller than Amir, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, a, a young, a baby, a girl. You know what I'm saying? Baby. A baby? Uh, a baby. You know what I'm saying? She she walked up to me, and she was like, I watch you on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then she walked away from me. I'm stuck. I'm like, huh? And then she TV. came back, and she was like, and I watch your brother, too. You know? <laughs> and then her mother came over. Yeah, her mother came over, and she was like, yeah, you know, my whole family, we gather around the TV, and we look at, we look at y'all on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? We don't look at regular TV anymore. And if I get another phone call or text about that, I'm like, wow, like people are really disconnecting and turning off that tube and, and they got that jumping Chrome, into that Google Chrome. Yeah, cast, they got that, that Chrome, Amazon yeah, and, and this is their new, it's reality TV because Blue, it's, it's real. I, Blue, I saw yeah. us on a 100-inch screen, bro, on a 100-inch. It you changed my whole... Because I, I, I seen 60, and I was like, for real? Son, on the Curve TV, on a 100. Shit was on the Curve? Uh, on the Curve, geez. baby. And it changed my whole perspective to what was going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I mean, I've seen this on a smart TV. But when I saw it on a 100, it was like, okay, so that's what it is. It's TV. When that, oh, nah, and, and TV. Shout out yeah. to my brother Soma. Hold on. Shout out to Soma Science. All right. We are, are proud to announce the launch or rather the acquisition of God Hop Studios in Atlanta. Oh. So the idea of Gollywood, pause, the idea of that is manifesting before our eyes, family. We're going to take on Tyler Perry. We ain't even worrying about nobody else at this point. You know what I'm talking about? We, uh, my brother has secured a partnership with, uh, with the full-fledged video film studio mm. that's going to be dealing with, yeah, so the ideas, many of the ideas that we've been incubating for a long time are about to hatch. And I'm not going to go any further on that for the yeah, brothers yeah, and sisters yeah. who are in the Atlanta area or any other area that are interested in collaborating, supporting, adding on, because at this point that's really only the thing, that's the only thing that we should be able to, that we should be doing, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to move this thing, you know, further, especially our brothers and sisters who are writers. You are actually needed at this point, you know what I'm saying, Word brothers and bomb. sisters 
who have been did the writers, the, the screenwriters, even the playwriters, brothers right. and sisters the, who the, have scripts. The, the scripters, the scripters of reality. Scripters. Those yeah, that are that confident we in their knowledge is. of the pen being mightier than the sword, you know what I'm saying? Than the sword. Those that, that, that have you that right never now. ending, yeah, that never ending inkwell. You know, we're calling yeah, you forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're calling you forth. Everybody has a position to play, and everybody has, you know, the trumpet will be sounded for many, many different people in there. Yeah. And shout out to those that have responded to that call because. There have been people that have stepped forth, you know what I'm saying? I am in communication with some amazing writers already as we speak. And, of course, we have um, magnificent videographers on the team as well. And that that, Mm -hmm. that unit or that union is building and amassing with with considerable strength and, um, you know, just, just a higher level of expertise. You feel me? So it's right around the corner. It's right there. I can see it. I can touch it. You know, I'm currently working on multiple projects, so I'm excited. You know, everything yeah. is within everything is here. I mean, things are coming together. You know, uh, I'm ready to go to warp speed. You know, and um, hopefully, we'll be a we'll, we'll we'll be allowed to do that in this community. You know what I'm saying? You know, the anxiety is really getting to me these days because I want to work, you know, and I want to create and I want to produce, you know. And um, I, I know that because, you know, I just, fuck, huh? I heard, like, I said, I, I want to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fact. I know that this thing, you I know, I'm, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a career pessimist. You feel me? I am what they call like one of those. Um, I'm a wild idealist. As a child, mm-hmm. I felt that the world can be saved. You know what I'm saying? On some slick shit, like you know, like nah, we just gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything hangs in the balance, and you know, everything has its opposite. Its opposite, so. For the level of ratchetness that you see, there has to be a pendulum. There has to be a counterbalance somewhere in the universe. And, um, you know, I don't, I'm not one to ever think that you're going to get rid of ratchetness. Ratchetness has a place. It's an energy source. But we're talking about balance. As, as long saying, as, yeah. Okay, yeah, what can if, that battery if, if fuel? You get, if you get rid of ratchetness, then you're going to walk around with no legs. That means that you just got to cut your whole lower half off. Is that possible? You know, nah, are we are we splitting on carpets now? Necessary or All right. right. So the yeah, ratchetness is your lower nature. No, I'm just saying that that would be your lower nature, which is a part of the duality of self. You yeah. know, so let's let's identify that and understand that it exists. But we just know about what balance is. You know, where's our upper half? Where's our where's our higher self at? You know what I mean? Like where's that aspect of our expression, you know, I want to live in a reality where niggas be like, damn, I'm just getting flooded with this higher self stuff, man. Lord, every time I turn on my TV, it's just higher self this, higher self that. So that it's higher self stuff. Like, where's that at? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
it's all possible. It's all coming. Um, and I'm 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 comfortable and I'm confident, you know, of the vision that we have as a collective. And when I say a collective, I mean like five or six of us. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it we can win for the all. You know what I'm saying? It it ain't like those numbers should be intimidating, like they're too small or they're too exclusive. It's like nah. We're just talking about an unprecedented amount of work that needs to be put in from people that have already dedicated their lives to putting in that work, you know, that could create that level of magic where they can do the work of a 100 people, you know? And especially when you get to that particular level and that shit is being funded like you work for 100 people, you know? That's Blue. the beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any control of the boards? Not right this second, no. I'm I'm working on getting in there right now. How long is it going to take? Five minutes. You said five minutes? Mm-hmm. All right. Because I got to... I got to um, make a move. It wasn't the arrangement. Okay. You put me in a rock in a hard place, but <sighs> Man, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Do you have access to them right this second? Access to what? To the boards. Yeah. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. our guest on? Uh, not yet. I see a form, I know, but I don't know if that's him. Let me see real quick if that's him. Call us from the 41059. Is that, that A.Y. Sheet? Is that, I guess, for tonight? Nah. Nah, that's right, cool, man. Nah, that's right, cool. Oh, oh, that's right. All right, no doubt. Right. Yeah. Can we take, like, five minutes to talk about, um, this prophecy? Well, are we allowed to talk like that? Yeah, um, a clip went up on Saturday. On what channel? On Brother Rich. UGR, Underground Railroad, Black Magic 363. This particular clip that the brother put up dealt with an interview that he did with us about Marshawn Lynch. We did this interview in Harlem on Saturday. We spoke at length about, quote-unquote, so-called black male masculinity. Um, And we expounded on the ongoing conversation that we were having. And that particular conversation, uh, I've termed, went in Rome. So we were speaking about the uh, initial response that media was having, and because they have a response, then quote unquote dominant society who are plugged into media where they get their instructions and their marching orders from, then they started having a response to that particular, um, you know, uh, uh, directive that was sent out. And their directive was, you know, 
how dare this nigga? Like, <laughs> they still make niggas like this? Okay. So this whole thug like, I thought campaign. We eradicated, I thought we eradicated yeah, I, that, yeah. that, that strain. I, I thought, yeah, I thought Chris, I thought uh, Chris Cow sniped all them niggas. Like, there's <laughs> still some of them <laughs> niggas left. You know, Pat ain't lynched all them niggas yet. There's a nigga that's going to come around named Lynch in the midst of all this Pat Lynch conversation that we having. So, you know, we kind of like spoke on with the dynamics where they were driving that particular situation or that media uh, uh, circus tent, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that they created this hoopla and deflected the conversation from deflate gate deflected the conversation from the fact that you have this young quarterback there that's about to topple a dynasty after he already knocked off one of them by way of Manning. Now he's going for the Brady. You know what I'm saying? This dude is like still like under a rookie contract and shit like that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like he's doing his numbers. And that's not the conversation that's being had. Ain't nobody talking about his level of perfection and, and, and accomplishment, things of that nature, you know, they're not, like, I didn't even see no no reruns of last year's uh, Super Bowl leading up to this. They, they wasn't showing, nope. they didn't even put that up. They wasn't showing Sherman One and his glory. They wasn't that. showing you what none of them did. They wasn't even talking about, yo, this nigga decimated motherfucking Manning, Peyton Manning, my apologies, I decimated Peyton Manning. 43 to 8. One point shy of 44. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't even talk like that about how he put the rumping on last year. He put a clinic on. Sat the legend out to stew. They ain't even had that conversation. They ain't part their lips to have it once. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Only thing they was talking about was homie enforcing his right, right? Because this shit was about, three weeks ago, it was about freedom of expression in France. Is that not what they yep. said? Charlie, Charlie. Was it not got. about freedom of expression? That's what it was about. What they said. They wanted you to express yourself. Yeah, hold on. You know, that was uh that was definitely the conversation. You know Freedom of expression. And, uh, this brother decides that he's gonna exercise his freedom to be non expressive because he saw with the expressive aspect of his teammate what kind of media storm that created last year by Sherman just being in his moment, right? Facts. And taking out Green Bay. All right, 40-14 in the last minutes of the game, right? No, it wasn't It wasn't Green Bay. They knocked off San Francisco. They knocked, knocked off the off Kaepernick, Kaepernick energy. Yeah, they knocked the Kaepernick energy off, which I tell the people is responsible for the whole St. Francis Pope energy coming in right after the game that they played with the Ravens in the energy that was set up in New Orleans by way of the halftime ritual. Okay, 
So mm-hmm. they knocked the Kaepernick energy off, right? Because there's a succession of Haru energy. You got your ravens, which is your crow, which is your black crow. You know, that's in the family of the bird and what have you. You got your Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? You got your 49ers with Kaepernick playing the Phoenix because he's the Scorpio that had the meteoric rise and what have you. You know, so this succession of Haru energy. And then you get to this particular game where we get back into the, uh, you know, Seahawks and what have you dealing with the Patriarchs. And, um, you know, we spoke pretty much about what was at stake here, what was the metaphysical, esoteric story that was being told via this game. And the family had a chance, opportunity to see it play out, you know, as was explained. In my humble opinion, that's how I see it. So you might want to go check that clip out. Of course, I put a whole bunch of posts up dealing with the whole aspect of Marshawn and the Mars energy. He's 422, which is, even though it's a Taurus in my pantheon, that's a 44 because the 42 is a 44. That's Aries. That's Mars. His endorsements of Skittles, you know what I'm saying? Marion Shook Knight having his event last week. He's a, a Aries April 19th. You know what I'm saying? He's dealing with blood by this blood gang. His, the truck was red. You know, it caused a lot of blood. He bodied somebody called a murder. That's Scorpio, you know. So, yeah, it was it was it was it was very intense in terms of symbolisms that were at play and the ritual that took place. What they were willing to throw away to make sure that you don't see your glory. You know what I'm saying? So I'd imagine that um, at some point, very near in the future, we're going to get into a full-length breakdown. I I need to do uh, Win in Rome Part 2 just based on what's happened from a week ago from going to Boston. The news events and the events in our lives that have happened since we've been back from Boston, you know what I'm saying, necessitate that we got to do this follow-up lecture like ASAP because... (laughs) And that's already like an hour and a half lecture just based on what happened in these past few days. It's very exciting, very interesting. Can you go to the um to the call queue? See if our guest has showed up. I think you should be in the building now. Yeah. Just text Not me. Yet. Huh? <laughs> I thought you was going in. Uh A A press one. I thought you was building up on that whole thing thing. I am, About but I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I I I want the brother to, people have showed up, yeah, for him. Hear what he got to say tonight. We might have a chance to dialogue about it, bring it up during the conversation, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to make this about the Law of 44 presents the Super Bowl breakdown. We'll do that on another note. You know what I mean? All right. So let's get into the description, all right? Yes, indeed. HCL Radio presents step one, the Physiology of Etiquette, featuring A.A. Rashid. We are promoting for our upcoming event in Las Vegas, Nevada, but tonight we got some building to do. Tonight we welcome back our esteemed guest, A.A. Rashid, with a timely message concerning the initial steps towards a greatness that could only be achieved clandestinely. It's Black History Month. Why not make history? Join us tonight as we speak to power, as we move forward towards greatness, classes, and sections. Now, we're going to 
maniacs, big was a brainiac, genius with a flow, twin with the pizza shop, webs with the dough, pies everywhere, pies in the air, Sicilian nigga slices, squares everywhere, took the niggas dares, ask Dr. Blair, look inside my diode, you can see my bio, deflect all the hatred, love made a matrix, they living in my matrix, lecture in my matrix, your bitches in my matrix, come with me Miss Trinity, dark skin Kennedy, you can be my model, female apostle, break bread swallow, marinate my squash too, never cook it all away, just a molecule away from being in the stars, being in them cars, being who we are, don't let them take your flame away, swear to the dead that you never get a game away, never give a lame a play, when I look around today, the shit is all the same today, yeah, ah, Congo my spirit, hate boomerang me, your girl wanna cheat me, fly me to an island, hide me like a razor, sing me like a prayer, God is the serpent, the venom is the snare, Congo my spirit, hate boomerang me, your girl wanna cheat me, fly me to an island, hide me like a razor, sing me like a prayer, God is the serpent, the venom is the snare, eye for an eye, beast was prepared, masturbate affairs, text me a Picture, climax is switcher, digital my underground, come here if you're ticklish, food is addictive, season up them wedges, empty out the clipses. Yes indeed, yes indeed, family. Alright, we are back in the building. Tonight's guest is here as well. So with no further ado, we present to you caller <clears throat> from the five three zero. Peace, Lord. Lord, what's good with you? What it do? Oh man, this is you know, you know how them nights when AA's on KTLB it be heavy in anticipation. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You don't know where it's going to go, but you do know that it's going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> so, you already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. These be, be them episodes where, you know what I'm saying? Little niggas leave out like three feet taller. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. be that food. What's goody? What's good with you, man? Well, we're winning. You heard? Already. Already. Even if we don't make it past the one y'all live, we already won. For real. You heard me? For real. You know, people fail to mention that boy from the Bay, he know the game's to be sold. Ain't got nothing to talk about for free. When them endorsements come around, you see him smiling. Him smelling on camera when them chicks get cut. That's right. So cut that out. But we know that you and the Labino getting ready for this lecture. You understand me? Yeah. Yeah. They said that you bringing that sweet manna from heaven to the desert where it's dry at. For real. For real. The um. The show tonight is uh, entitled the uh, the uh, 
the physiology of etiquette. And the um the the reason why I named it that is due to the uh is the present context. Of course I'm promoting the the February twenty second event in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh Kabbalah Chada Africa. However, I find it necessary uh under the uh present circumstances to reinforce certain concepts that are of grave importance to the uh to the listening audience, those who are who are the um, the power listening, you know, um the people who actually take the information and, and uh make it available to get reality and use it effectively, you know. Yes. The um premise this evening is centered around the overall method and the means by which the uh, the uh the people are communicating to one another. And I find that in all of the uh instances where man is uh forced to I guess express his uh, agenda openly and exoterically, it's become, you know, a, a, a new means of ministering to the world where you have to uh, keep it real is what they call it, what the young people affix to the uh, term, you know. And the uh, that is a naive approach to reality that everyone is the same and that we're all equal and that we all possess the same inherent rights to express ourselves. And that has already been proven that that is an ideology more so than a reality. It's a, a, a ideal. It's not real whatsoever. Had it been real, it would have been an applicable reality, which it is not. Everyone does not deserve a platform to express themselves. And the populace of people who we are uh, speaking to and addressing this evening, uh, this is the month that's called Black History Month. And um, it's kind of disrespectful, you know, a Black History Month. <laughs> it's cute, you know. And uh, I noticed that the uh, the weird niggas who try to teach you you all lessons they kind of turn up around this month. Niggas introduce new controversy to you this month, and it's uh, it's disrespectful to you because you the uh, you the most abused and manipulated market on the planet. You know everybody wants to sell you a solution to your slavery in the form of hair products or some some shit uh, that some nigga thinks that'll make you healthier. Um, it's interesting that you are the only focus group for this type of uh, uh, reality where everyone has a, a lesson to teach you, you know? And when I look at the lessons... None of the lessons are uh, significant. It's just a counterintuitive. And they're based on this overzealous 
kind of uh, perception that we we have a sense of entitlement just because we're black, you know, a dark hue, like the the universe or the custodians of power are supposed to honor that, you know? And um, that's some naive shit, you know? And it's also naive to believe that it's possible for groups, people who commiserate and gather around organizations, it's naive to think that you and I are the ones who are going to bring all of these separate entities together and make some profound African-American financial platform for us all to eat. That's bullshit. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, It never did, and it will never work. There's never going to be a utopia where niggas all uh, uh, hang out together and just chill and agree on things, you know? There's an etiquette that has to be... uh, inaugurated and infused into the uh, the dialogue to the young people before you either get close to the union, this ideal sense of unity. And one of the first things that has to be inaugurated is it, it, we have to create a conversation about elitism. And when I say elitism, it scares a lot of these niggas that know in their heart that they're not elite. They know that I'm not talking about them. They know that they're not going to be included. So they will create a vacuum of argument to try to say that we should all be equal or try to find fault in what I'm saying to substantiate their um, their existence. And when I take a precursory look at history and I look at and I look at the overview of everyone who has strove to power and achieve something significant for their people, they did not need the approval of the populace. They did these things. They made moves on their own. But the first thing they did was they created a class construct in which to view each other. And then in that instance, they created a, a tiered system of, of who was able to uphold and adhere to the tenets of the code in the culture. So now when you look at where the power is in the African-American, power is not in the populace who are considered the, uh, the moral high ground. The power is in the little boosies. The power is in the, the little Bobby Schmurders, you know, in those little cuts where these vegans can't go, where the message, these niggas that want to make everybody healthy, they can't go on Rutland Road. They can't go um, on her 14th of success in the, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the projects in L.A. They can't go on Grape Street because they don't have a code to speak to the most important people. Now, the only way that you're going to create an elitism among the people is if you first, in our own dialogue, create a speech for or a method for statesmanship. And a lot of people don't even know. I, I use that term a lot, you know. And it's connected to a body of information that was only exclusively available to 
men who participate in hands-on reality as it pertains to taking the things, you know? So, <clears throat> as a result, as a result, the, uh, the, the, uh, the populace who does this, who participates in the state's craft, they have a dialogue and a doctrine, and a doctrine transcends the limits of of the humans, you know, of humans. These are men who speak to the spiritual aspect of ascendancy, transcendency, ascending the cloak and ascending beyond the fetters of the physical world and the illusions involved. And the reason why there would never be a... Union is because within the doctrine and the dialogue that these people are talking about, saying that this empowerment, there has no gauge or no vehicle to address and transform the ego into a collective entity where the individual suppresses who they perceive themselves to be. It makes the ego of service to the group. Now, every other culture has a context or a conceptual blueprint as to how to describe the collective psyche of the people. This collective psyche, when you go to the Western world, the most predominant and significant form of this union is personified in the Judaic pantheon as a female deity, or the female part of God is the collective psyche of the populace. And that is called the shokin, the emanation of it, but they put an ah at the end of the shokin to make it female, and then it becomes the shekinah. The shekinah, for your simple literate mind, if you weren't, if you wanted a visual of it, it would be offset with her wings, astride and open, hovering over a child, the child being the people, her being the universal or the union of all of their collective psyche and of psychology. What you have inherent in that motif is that women are responsible for the development of the ego and your character. So when I find uh, an inability to deal with young people, young men in particular, the, the, the thing that stops young people from listening, men in particular, and from adhering to uh, to right knowledge, it has everything to do with their nurturing, in particular their nurturing from the maternal aspect. Some of the most shiftless niggas can't get right, just can't figure it out, always have issues with uh, the female. And this is why they are far removed from ever being accepted or brought into the collective undertaking of a secret social order because the very root of that secret social order, the need to unify is something that requires people to suppress their ego and to honor the femininity, the delicate nature of the physical world, and also taking into consideration at the very same time the delicate nature of the emotional world. Initiation walks man's mind through the various psychodramas required for him to suppress his ego. His ego is represented in Freemasonic parlance as the monies and metals that he must be divested of. So now when you 
talking to niggas and you're trying to get niggas unified, you cannot get niggas unified unless they have an initiation system. And I'm really not concerned with unifying with any group or organization that has any overt message or does not have a clear, coherent body of literature to support what they deal with. I would much rather study Kabbalah and just put all the other people in these religions in game because those who study under me, my students, we able to act like we Christian, Muslim, or Jew at any given point and do so with such a great ability that they'll think that we're in the leadership. See, we have in possession in our doctrine the meanings of all of the symbols that are concurrent and significant to religion. See? And because of that, we have a collective psychology. Anybody that studies with me, we all are on the same page. You understand? Now, back to elitism, we spread ourselves thin in many respects. We think that uh, we, we kind of take ourselves for granted. We don't add worth to our own individual reality, and therefore we create this vacuum of expectation where we think because we have a regal, royal, commission, Moorish, or whatever African RBG name, that that in itself is enough as an identifying factor as to our power. Absolutely not. Your name, your fly name that you got, and you named that for all the gods and the gods' little cousins and their friends and brothers and all that shit, don't have nothing to do with nothing. You will never amount to shit unless you have friends and family and brethren who all feed and drink from the same stream. With, like automatically, like remote control, like you know where to tap into our source of power, no matter what happens or where you at. So now, it's so naive when I, I see all these folks sitting up pontificating and acting like they got you niggas' best interest in mind, sitting up talking to all this fat-mouthing about white folks and what they going to do if the white man do something to them and all this whole stupid shit. Let me, let me give you a tradition because there's only two rewards for the revolutionary that these niggas are posturing to be. is death or prison. There's no monetary reward for teaching niggas. There's no health insurance plan for teaching niggas. You, something happened to you, these niggas will forget your kids and all of that. But that's for you people or you folks who have not delved into this dialogue of statesmanship where you don't have a body of individuals outside of these weird niggas on Facebook that's really going to get hands-on about something in your personal life or something happens to you. And that's something that's missing from your community of African Americans. Every other culture, the Armenian, the Russian, the Puerto Ricans, the, everybody has a safety mechanism based off a culture, but y'all have a culture of abandonment. You heard? And homelessness. Niggas have long traditions of abandonment and homelessness and then have the nerve give somebody fucking instruction. That shit is it's 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 really it's embarrassing 
you know. It's embarrassing to that we expect a great deal from a world that we don't contribute that much to, you know. And when I say we don't contribute, I'm not talking about your your dance, your fly little dances and your little music and shit that you think is going to change the world and your your little tonics and all that shit that clean niggas' intestines. That shit is not going to heal the damage incurred from all of the years of watching your ancestors be hung, killed, murdered, stabbed, destroyed. All of the uh, the gender confusion and all of the, the issues surrounding that don't come from nothing but the tax trauma and the fact that your ancestors at the turn of the century will have to attend the lynching to go watch their peoples go get hung and killed. It was uh it was a uh, uh, uh it was uh out of respect you couldn't leave your people around all them crackers. It'd be twenty thousand white folks there looking to get a trophy off of a dead black man, his his penis, his severed fingers, feet, whatever they could pull off of his body and put in a jar and and have a safekeeping in their collection of uh of, of dead nigger parts. This created all of the trauma that disturbed your magnetic field. So now we have all of these wise teachers that are not speaking to the reality of what really happened to you. You have emotional trauma happen to you. Now these niggas are attacking the they are attacking the victims of trauma. You hear their messages. Their shifts, their messages are all weak and insignificant. None of them are are, are, are empowering. None of these messages are telling the people to combine themselves around money and influence and buildings and oil and technology. They want you to be stuck with dead bodies and police shooting you and all that so dumbass shit. They kill black niggas every single day. They only put it on the news around a particular time period of the year to stimulate commerce. I've been through this. I've seen it over and over again. You understand? So the only way to address uh, to, to address trauma is for the people to organize themselves around a new dialogue. I want to create the dialogue. It is very significant to create an us as opposed to them dialogue. You understand? And the us I'm talking about are those who are able to see beyond the clear, you know, forever on the see what I'm saying is significant. You got all these good young brothers who are, I'm proud of them. A lot of these young brothers are eating, and they didn't have to do it with crack or cocaine or or, or, or heroin or, or all of the other uh, 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 things that are readily available for them. They did it another kind of way. I'm proud of them. The last thing I want these young people to do is to get hooked up with any of these weird niggas with these weird names and these weird remedies with these weird tonics and all this old dumbass shit, and these niggas are unloyal. They, they are anchored to nothing. They hate women, you heard, and they're not gangsters, you heard. So what do you think is the reward for all this fat-mouthing about around white folks? What do you think you're going to do when you get to the joint? You think that the big homies in them give a fuck about talking about all this old metaphysical shit? The niggas want to see where your knife game is at, you heard? All you uh, black, pro-black niggas putting up pictures of Larry Davis. You don't even know how Larry Davis died. 
That nigga got stabbed to death by a Puerto Rican crip, nigga, in a penitentiary while the police watched it. Yeah, what you think they're going to do to you? You feel me? So you you, you guys are really, uh, you guys are getting on my fucking nerves with this cardboard shit, and you stopping the people from participating in commerce with the shit that will really change their life, with all this fake caring about niggas that y'all don't even know. I'm, I don't give a fuck about no nigga that his family don't give a fuck about him. You understand? Real spit. You understand? Just because the news put a nigga on there, you niggas out there kumbayaing and crying, but you won't kumbaya in your living room and try to put your relationships back together. You know, you can't even maintain a relationship with your, your own blood as opposed to some nigga that you don't know. You heard? You know, fuck that. And I'm not participating in a fake conversation no more with all this fake love and all this and, and arguing with niggas that they never have a platform in, in this community. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking and I'm like, wow. I thought it would be edifying to have uh, these debates. But I'm like, the, the, the Israelite niggas are disrespectful as fuck. They don't give a fuck about none of your Africanism. You know? So you a weird motherfucker for me to even be talking to them, to even give them a platform. The only Israelite niggas that I ever respected was the ones I was in jail with. You heard? Because I seen the niggas get busy. And they weren't talking about it. And then one of them, when I see him in the street, he was all benched up and rolling with the money. You heard? He went out in the street proselytizing and yelling at niggas, that cornball shit. And he was holding it down in the penitentiary. So you got to watch these styles of exhortation. Anybody that go to the street and yell, they only cater to little niggas that ain't get accepted in their own hood or little niggas that don't have no daddy. You need a nigga in your life to be yelling at you about some fake science. You heard that's not real. You understand? And all that shit is fake. All that shit is fake. All that shit is fake. All of these conscious shit is fake until there's a building erected to embody it. What's real? Scientology is real. The Academy of Art and Sciences is real. They got a building. It's a chapel. The Nation of Islam is real. Okay? They have a huge complex. You heard the um the Ben Ami and the the the, 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 the Hebrew Israelites down there. That's real. They have a building. You heard, but all your other little organizations, y'all can't fucking keep a building. You can't pay the rent because y'all argue over these niggas in this cult of personality. So the etiquette, the physiology of this etiquette that I'm speaking of, is directly to us reformatting and reanalyzing how we deal with these niggas and and in our social aspects, you know, I don't, I do everything by myself. If it ain't with y'all, if it ain't with y'all, I don't have no outside. Everybody knows who I deal with, who's my allies. I don't have no allies outside of the ones that I speak about and I, you know, and I speak on, you know, them other niggas are corny to me, you know, and all of these little factions and shit. I see with the niggas, the most, the fake black niggas, these all fake black African, extra African niggas. What, look what happened to uh, Natural Tahuti. Where's the outcry? I don't give a fuck what he did. Ain't nobody up there. Where's these weird-ass niggas online talking about his message and keeping his shit going? I have no faith in them. You know, I have faith in the streets and my own abilities, not these niggas with these weird uh-huh. names uh-huh. and none of these fake-ass um uh, conscious bitches with these, 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 
trying to keep that pussy all to themselves while we dying in the streets and everybody know you need pussy to be creative. You're the fuck out of here off of Facebook with all these pictures of your titties out and all this whole stupid ass shit, but you ain't in the house making babies or helping a real nigga get this bread. You're or everybody posting dead men, dead niggas. They only support the black men when, when the nigga got it. Oh, yeah, you got to be dead first. Look, look, look at the crackers. You heard? That's the only time these hoes uh, respect the game is when you're dead. You heard? So, you know, my whole thing is this, man. I'm tired at 40 of speaking around the truth. I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm not speaking to the sentiments of these internet. Um, zealous people who are looking for empowerment at my expense. You know, and I'm only interested in empowering the young people who are going to take their message to the corner, to the corner store, to their cousin's house, to the trap house, you know, and tell them how to uh, educate themselves as to how to uh, 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 communicate effectively because that's where the strength is at. You look to these older niggas to go, why are these other niggas not all talking about the youth issues. Why 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 is it that Nick why nigga got a whole hour on the YouTube talking about another man and then y'all calling it conscious. Yeah? And niggas getting the jollies. And controversy makes all the whole ass niggas feel safe because now there's no emphasis on the fuckery that they do. So they create you know, controversy. People love controversy because it takes the emphasis Back. off the shit that they're not doing. You understand? They love that. You know, if, they, if they're not worrying about what your dick is doing. Listen, listen. If they're not worrying about what your dick is doing, they're not worrying about what kind of reefer you smoke or if you eat chicken or some shit, these niggas are, are steady creating more lines of demarcation, more separation, more insignificant dialogues, more nurturing of deformity, you know, no books, all of these men. I, why do you think I'm that certified and with the editor of the book and all of the teachers in his circle, they all submitted essays so they could have a book. They all got down on the books and they was pumping books. Why these niggas ain't got no books together? Why these niggas ain't got no store location? You got to go get DVDs and blanks from the Chinaman. Then you got to go press the shirts for our shit and somebody else shit. Then when a nigga come to town, we got you got to put him in a hotel owned by some crackers. You heard? You know, when you die, niggas going to take your ass to a church. You heard? You feel me? I'm tired of these niggas. And I would rather speak a universal truth to the, all of humanity. I'm not pigeonholing myself and holding myself back on my daughter or her generation back with the racial shit because the racial shit is fake. It's about who got bread and who's not afraid to kill something to defend their creed. It's who's powerful. You understand? You understand? And the first thing got to die, the first thing got to die is the ego. I'm not speaking from ego. I'm speaking from my base primal survival mode. If I was talking about ego, I would be trying to sound cute and, and, and personable and kind, but I'm not fucking with that because that's not real. You heard? I'm dealing with this dialogue. One of the first etiquettes we got to get, we got to separate ourselves from all these tender niggas, man. You heard? These motherfuckers is emotional and tender over sucker shit. Anytime a nigga keep a secret, 
with you about some about some pussy, you heard? What will a nigga do when the boys come? You heard? What would this nigga do when the boys come? What are you going to do? Let me share this tradition with you. In Kentucky, the white boys stabbed the shit out of a brother. They stabbed his ass in the federal penitentiary. They stabbed his ass over 40, 50 times. Five white boys while the police watched. They killed the shit out of him. Do you think it was the conscious niggas? They didn't join. You think it's conscious niggas in there eating fucking tofu? And, uh, um, 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 meditating with the ones that was addressing the issue? No, the gangsters had to step up. You know, and put that fucking work in and shut the whole fucking jail down. You understand? Because they killed the brother. You understand? So who do you think is going to ride for you in these streets? These vegans? Huh? So you young people, when you create your little environments for y'all to chill, you better integrate into your dialogue while you got around you are us against them theory. That need to be that need to create organizations with that are monetary that everybody has dues to pay. You understand? <laughs> you heard? Everybody got dues to pay. And then how how are we gonna help somebody, a former soldier, we ain't got one coin to spend? How are you gonna get a guy to put work in, but when he gets to the jail, he like sent somebody up, he gets to the jail. You can't send none of the raggedy bitches with the long, illustrious God body names to come see him and let up let the nigga play in that box for an hour so he don't hold so he can hold it down and not tell. You heard? How you gonna get that together if you ain't got that dialogue together? And you ain't got no money for that. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? So I'm like, um, you know, I'm not talking to these people that are that are listening now. I'm speaking to the archives. I'm speaking to the little homies that are young. I'm speaking to the young men with sons that download the show and keep them and know that they are talking Dude. about you know? Yeah, I mean, you know. People don't know etiquette. Niggas don't have etiquette. And nobody can tell you. None of my mans, if you my homie, you know I'm your homie. You shouldn't have to ask me if I'm your homie. I don't, I don't respect the property emotions or sentiment of no nigga that's not my homie. That's not one of my etiquettes, no responsibility. You're, if one of these niggas, if your woman keep pushing up on a nigga, if your woman is supposed to give him some pussy or money, okay? <laughs> that's none of your business. That's none of your business. Mind your business. You're, and I'm not tearing down no pussy. If one of these niggas that I don't fuck with, if your whiz try to give me some pussy, I'm a fucker. You heard? And it's on the record. I said it. I'm telling you. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> you heard? I don't like none of y'all. If you're not a student in my house or you never ate with me or you don't know me from childhood or you ain't never tried to reach out to me, uh, I only got a few homies and they, the majority of them is like out here in Long Beach. Them is my homies. The young people, y'all know who they is. They know who they is. And these are some real dudes. These dudes, don't bring your whiz around no niggas. Stop acting like these whizzes is not worldly possessions, nigga. A woman is a worldly possession to a king. You heard? And they can make up their own mind. They will They will go to another more adventurous. They be choosing. Yeah, they be choosing. You heard? So... A part of this etiquette is that you can't be nice to everybody. I don't. I don't have that. I'm not doing that. I don't. I don't care about none of that. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not here to be nice to all these niggas. I don't have enough. We don't have enough. Technically, you don't have enough emotional or neural equipment 
more than 140 people. How the fuck you going to be friends with 5,000 niggas, you heard, on the Internet? You feel me? It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. You know, it's not cool. You know, it's cool and all that, but nobody's having this type of dialogue because people don't think what I'm saying is conscious, but it is conscious. Crazy. Crazy as fuck. You know? Nah, it's it's so conscious that it's a conversation that needs to be had. It needs to be the part of the starter package when people get into this quote unquote thing, you know, that people are coming to. There are no rules, there are no regulations, no guidebooks, it's no directives, you know, and they're led to believe that it's gonna be something distinctively different than what they came from. If you came from a situation and you was in a shabby condition and you was a piece of shit motherfucker that didn't have the magnetism to have people of quality around you, why do you think that, you know, eating quinoa and drinking water with lemons in it is going to change that circumstance or that situation? There's something intrinsically at your core that is giving off a beacon signal that's attracting things to you that are of low quality. Now, when we grew up, we had a quality of friendship with some of the people that you in the audience may consider pieces of shit. These were the most loyal, stand-up, upstanding individuals. If they said something, their word was their bond. You know what I'm saying? If you was in a predicament, it was almost a contest to see who could be there first for you. That's the type of loyalty that we come from. And it was street-oriented. You feel me? So it gets real weird to me how people that are looked at and looked down upon in society, you know, had so much character, had everything that was needed. You know what I mean? They just refused to be victims. So the way that they dealt with society was the way that they were being dealt with. You know what I'm saying? And it was gloves off. But the character of them, the fact that we all knew if we're going on this thing, we can't make this, we can't pull this off without one another. Afterwards, we can't travel back without one another. Holding down a block, we got to make sure one another is okay because we're thinking about going to do the same thing tomorrow, same way when we go going clubbing. We ain't leaving if nobody, if, if the person that came with us ain't with us. We got to make sure. Oh, he good? Oh, he sliding with something? You sure? You hit him on the horn, make sure that you hit us on the beeper when you get there, son. You know, exactly. send us the address. Exactly. You see? And, and that was cold. That was cold. And if you even signify something in your circle, if you signify that you might have a snake amongst your mist, then everything came together and it was like, yo, son, what was good with that? You seen that? You heard it. You investigated that shit. In consciousness, they let that go. And they pour oil on it. They pour gas on it. I ain't like that. I don't like that nigga anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a stark dichotomy, you know. And I was speaking to Professor Cobb about this the other day, this whole aspect of, you know, this community is composed of black sheep, people that technically the misfits in their circle of, quote, unquote, dominant society, you know. You don't fit in because you see things different. You know what I'm saying? And the key word is different. 
but then you come amongst this particular collective and their shit is like, no, there's only one prototype for the black sheep. Your hair got to be all black. It got to flow this way. It got to curl up this way. If the shit do anything different than how we're accustomed to seeing the black sheep, nigga, you can't be no black sheep, and we're going to make sure that, uh, you know what I'm saying, we straighten your hair, do whatever it needs to bring you into consistency with whatever's going to make us feel more comfortable. And I'm like, well, goddamn, you can't be, you come over here and you got to still be what somebody wants you to be. Somebody still, they, 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 they entire day is spent with they nose up your ass, minding your business. Me, me and your brother the other day was with uh, Sonetta and we was talking about the reward system, right? And, the reward system always separates the. This is the instructions for my young people, the ones who are listening. When you're trying to create a social network of people who are empowered and who are going to be there and hold it down for you and our culture, you have to create a reward system. We be rewarding niggas for shit that they don't deserve just to be nice. You're, just to be and nice. sometimes the reward that we be giving people be our attention. Everybody don't deserve your attention. I had to really get hit to this. Yo. That, listen, I live in, I live very humbly. You know, people will come to my house in L.A. and and see that, you know, it's very, my, my shit is very humble. It's very fun. humble. Yes. And what they'll do is they'll equate the humility of your environment for how much monetary wealth or worth your message is. Now, I find that that is a through line among squares and regular people, right? But when I get telephone calls from grade A artists and A managers, they don't care about my environment. They care about the space in my mind. You understand? They care about to say about a particular artistic endeavor. And this is an elite mind that can participate in the conversation and can see the worth and the wealth of anything that exemplifies or presents a viewpoint in which one can appreciate beauty, you see? So the etiquettes that these young people have to promote, stop rewarding niggas for average or subpar performance and things that they're supposed to be profoundly proficient in, you heard? I don't conduct nigga business whatsoever, you heard? The conducting of nigger business will put you in the penitentiary or have you twisted, fucked up, or killed. Um, accepting niggas being late, accepting little little stuff like that. When you know that the only thing that organizes people or men are fear, there's a scientific, there's a physiology of this etiquette that we talk about. How do you get men gathered together? You can't gather men around kumbaya. Men are gathered around fears. We share the fear. We have to share the same fears. White people are unified, and they a white person don't even have to know another white person. If they see him getting abused by somebody of color, they're going to tap into their white shit immediately. Yeah, they tap into that shit immediately. That shit is that shit is interesting how they do it. You heard? For real. They could do it without even talking. Yeah, they 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 start they start doing motherfucking uh little 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 signs and shit and, and start winking 
you hurt and stop putting you in, in the matrix because they have a collective fear of you. And they fear was created from civic legislation years ago. In all the classical languages, anything black is maligned. But this all comes from a mystical truth. When I get to Vegas, I'm going to drop it and show people how the reason why the Muslims don't eat pork and the reason why everything black is foul is because of a pre-dynastic. That's a pre-dynastic shift. When they shifted from pre-dynastic deities, anything had to do with soot or sex was automatically evil. So we all we all serve in light, but we're not serving darkness. And then they flipped it with words and made you think that Luciferianism is pre-dynastic in origin. No, they took the archetypes from pre-dynastic Egypt and made them Luciferian, and you saying that you worship the light of God, and you always hear niggas talk about raise your vibration. Yo, we need to raise our vibration. Oh, brother, brother, brother asked me for some pussy, and I told him he had to raise his vibration to get this pussy. Shut the fuck up with that old dumbass shit. How am I going to make, make manifest anything if my vibration is high? It's like the glass maker. He makes the vibration of the glass high when he burns it, but then he has to cool it down. He has to slow the vibration down and bring it down to a point of reference. And the way you slow the vibration down is not by um, uh, um, being kumbaya. You have to get material with it. And this is a conceptualization that's only in the psychology of the Tongo. Those in the Tongo, you know, uh, 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 they understand the the importance of the blacksmiths, you know, to, in a contemporary sense uh, right now. But you had the blacksmiths clearly coherent in the commission dialogue when they talk about the Shemsu Heru. So when you talk about the Shemsu Heru, you talk about uh, commission preoccupation with metal energy, you're speaking about the raising and the lowering of vibrations to maintain and manifest certain particular uh, energies. So there's an operative um, 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 practice and there's, uh, there's, a, there's a speculative practice of both of those occupations. Yeah? So when you take that occupation to the realm of, um, of dealing with emotions and dealing with manifesting your reality, you have to have a time period where you turn up. The turning up period, that's where your vibration is. How, how are you going to tell me my, my vibration get low when I, when I drink and I listen to music. You, 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 my vibration is not fucking low when I'm in Caribbean City. You remember when we used to go to Caribbean City? Your vibe is not low when you're in Caribbean City just because the bass is synonymous with sounds that they say are generated from below the, the navel. That's bullshit. You know? Your vibration is being stimulated in that instant. And then the thoughts that you participate in that are creative are a manifestation of your kundalini rising from you stimulating the lower uh, 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 extremities through the sensuous things that are here to participate in developmental uh, uh, advancement of the flesh. The flesh is advanced not by stifling it. Yeah? You only stifle the flesh to, to fix it when it has been traumatized or is something fucked up with it. You heard You feel me? So uh, I got a book. I got a book right now. 
that I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like don't even want nobody to know the name of the book, but matter of fact, I'm not even going against the grain. Fuck that. This book is so deep. You heard the book is about, it's about what you call it, the uh, imagery conditioning. There's a whole science behind imagery conditioning. And there was uh, 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 distinct studies on imagery conditioning that they have uh, a specific area that speaks about male impotence. And I just happenstancely opened up the book at that page, and I'm looking, and the study says that a the people in the test study where they do imagery conditioning, they said that when you are stimulated in your mind, it slows down time. The time dilation of 30 minutes of sexual stimulation made the subject feel though feel as though they were stimulated for two and a half minutes. So that means that this qualifies what I speak about in my mysticism, especially as it pertains to Kabbalah, when it speaks about the foundation on the tree of life being reminiscent to the genitals. Your genitals are the foundation on the porch where the pillars are set of the world on the porch of King Solomon's temple. Your genitalia in the porch is reminiscent of the portal of time, where time exists. The ulam is what they call the porch. Ulam, the, the, the concept of the ulam as it pertains to the porch of King Solomon means time that you are going and transcending time-space referencing. This is why in the 25th chapter of the book of, of Coming Forth by Day, they speak about uh, the, the initiate walking through the pillars of Asar. So if you walk through the pillars of Asar and you go into another dimension or you go into the temple, time-space referencing is different there. And inside the temple is where the, the magic occurs. It's in your it's in your your complex mind where the stimulation of eroticism stimulates the melting pot of your alchemical processes. So many of you, my genius only comes from my, my being a highly sexual being. I have five planets in Scorpio, so I can be very obsessive about many things. That's good because I can be obsessive about information as well. You you just get, you are benefiting from my obsession with with all things that I feel are sacred. I feel that sex is sacred, and I feel that information and death is sacred. So you can't out-talk me about neither one of those three subjects. You're, I could talk about that shit all day, sex, death, and sacred knowledge. You understand? And that's what my great worth is, you see? So without sexuality, without the six Sephiroth that encompass the third world from the top, which is absolute, where the absolute, but the, excuse me, the Yetzirah, where you are, where you are manufacturing and making and manufacturing and making the thoughts that you see. The uninitiated mind who has no unity to a collective cannot be in no Illuminati if you don't have no unified front mentally and on the thought plane. So how do you unify the thought plane? How do you unify the thought plane? How do, it's only through ritual. And if I tell you that the, the, the Judaism comes from the Messiah, because Judaism, the most I see is a lot of uh, trends in Ghana. It's a lot of trends in, uh, all over. But the Messiah of, 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 of 
of East Africa have the most intact Judaic practices. Yeah, and one of the things that they do collectively in the, during the initiation is they have a ritual where they slaughter a bull, and then they take the blood of the bull and mix it with a fermented uh, a, a drink, and they get drunk off of of a, of a bull, of a cow's blood, my nigga. You heard? And, and this is why they have one of the most ancient, indigenous, unbroken cultures in the continent to this very day. You heard? Because they have unified themselves on the magnetic field. Blood is a magnetic hoist. It's an anchor. Him, iron. Thus, when Sekhmet was viciously avenging those who were against her father, the magnetic field, Ra, she drank a beer made of red ochre, okay, magnetic field, and then in order for him to calm her down, because she was devouring everybody, right, killing, there was so much blood everywhere that he transformed her into a sacred celestial cat, you see? You see, your initiation house in the Maasai, they make it out of a tree, the art, the et, the aset, the tree of life, and then they use dung, cow dung, because it hardens and it becomes a shelter. So, therefore, they have an intact metaphysical archetype of, of, of way in into the celestial cosmic undertakings of, of, the, of, of the unfoldment of manifestation through the initiated mind. Reality only functions through the initiated mind. These other people are just fodder, man. Uninitiated minds are just fodder. They're just here to be slaughtered. Yeah? They can kill 5,000 uninitiated people and not feel no kind of way about it. You know, crash all type of shit into you and be like, fuck it. You know? Because it's not contingent on your psychology. They just want to pull the fear template out of that and use it to hoist into their ritual work, you see? So when do you get out of the line of fire? When do you niggas wake up and get out of the line of fire and stop cleaving to these these personages? I don't want to be your big homie. I don't want to be the guy you like. You heard? I just want to give instruction. I want you to participate in what is productive to history participating in this renaissance, this neo-renaissance, where you are able to transcend the fetters of being a nigga, a scared, traumatized nigga. You're afraid of all of the shit that they put into you. You're so bad that make you feel like a victim that all black men do is just walk around all fucking day and they're afraid of shit. Niggas that don't hustle, they're afraid of the police. You're, you know, niggas that don't even hustle, they don't do shit. These niggas don't do shit. They're more afraid of the police than the nigga that does that put the work in, you know? This shit is great, you know? This shit is great. But I didn't realize how fearful I was until I got out of the environment where there was so many just other fearful niggas, you know? And then you just start being afraid to just exist, you know? Niggas just start being <laughs> That's what them big inner cities do, like New York and shit like that. They just make you feel like something bad gonna happen to you because you came outside. It's all the trauma and the concrete, and then and the lack of social etiquette. And no one can flesh out the body of God because no one can communicate effectively to each other. The collective, 
this is why I chose Freemasonry. It's the refinement of all of the three religions in the Western world for the psychology of those who speak. The Freemason, the, the most quality um, business that I participate in and friendship, and my longest lasting friendship has been with Masonic initiated people. That's how I got to Germany, how I got to Tacoma. Here, you know, this is how the other day, uh, I'm, I'm on a flight. The flight was actually booked a day ahead by mistake. Uh, I'm, I'm there a day, a day ahead, but I show my passport to the woman. The woman sees the fans and she starts calling me her brother. The sister starts calling me her brother. She, 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 I, before she see my passport, I was another nigga she was about to charge $335 to make the flight happen right then and there. When she seen my passport and the feds on, she walked me all the way through the TSA to ensure that I got on the flight safe, and I did it for free. Yeah? And she didn't have to say, oh, you this or you that. She just shifted and started calling me her brother. So I know she was one of those stars. That's her job. She's there. She is a patron to the master. She's there to get to, to, as a, a, like like a Martha, you know, to see the, 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 the travelers on their way and to ensure that they get safely to where they need to be. So you can't get that. I can't get that type of um, help out of these niggas with these long dumbass names and these healthy bitches, you heard know, with all these um, hang-ups about that old raggedy-ass pussy that let some bum-ass nigga beat up, and now they deep. Now the shit is sacred all of a sudden. Get the fuck out. You know, I can't get none of that type of service from those type of minds. You understand? You know? Right here. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Shit, I talk to myself. Can you hear me? Hear me? I'm on my headphones. Yeah, can you hear me though? Get the audience hear me, ask them in the chat if they can hear me. Can't hear you. Anyway, hello? You taking headphones off? Yeah, I'm right here, brother. Okay. You drop a dialogue. I'm keeping notes. My my notebook is filled up. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot, I had a lot of points that I wanted to segue on. I just like let the brother flow. You know what I'm saying? We know what this all is. This is all therapy. And um, you know, the more that you talk is is stuff that we need to hear, and it recalibrates us in real time because of our environment. You know what I'm saying? You know, our DNA chases, changes based on the environment. You know, adaptability factors, us just being immersed in a particular magnetic field for too long, and we start picking up some of the shit that we're around. And, and that's you beauty, come. Hold on, hold on. But yeah, when when you come and you blow that trumpet, sometimes you knock those fetters off, and you know, you help that DNA recalibrate itself. And instead of, you know, rotating or spiraling at a degree where the shit was stretched because it was taking on too much of somebody else's formula, program, or agenda. Once you let go of that shit, you know, you tighten them coils back up and you really get to uh, 
you know, recalibrating with your own self and, and your own thoughts and your own ideas and your own directive and your own mission because we all tend to leave it to, we're led to believe, should I say, that because we're in the business of what we would call uplifting fallen humanity, we, we, we got a tendency to think that that shit is about everybody, you know? And because of that, you have to be like holding motherfuckers' hands and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, this, is the, this is the thing about trends, and this is the thing that only the learned can speak about and not take a side, that that concept of uplifting humanity was a post-industrial uh, 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 revolution as well as depression call of arms among black people that that transformed itself into do herself. You heard? So mm-hmm. uplifting the fall of humanity, the foundation of it found its root in the form of charlatanism. The vehicle in yes. the outfit, listen, the vehicle in the outfit, and the reason why a charlatan was probably one of the most safest um, vocations of a black man that wanted to travel and engage in commerce and not be enslaved. You could travel all over the world in a country in a sideshow to sell snake oil in little pamphlet and do mm. magic. You understand? And then one of the gods, because it was popular, is called Orientalism. All of the white men have made fashionable themselves up in the mysteries of Islamic mysticism. Right. So then Mars, you, right. you have literary movements by uh, fiction writers like H.P. Lovecraft who did a piece of pseudo-epigraphia and entitled it The Necronomicon and said that it was written by the mad Arab. You understand? So you have a period where uh, there were there were people walking around with fezes and Islamic Bay El Day names mimicking the the spiritual movement uh, and, the, and the knowledge of, of that time of the of the uh, of the historical um, importance of Morocco as it pertains to the establishment of the Americas. So the prophet Nojali he encapsulated at the time, a concept that was empowering and helped people to feed themselves. You understand? To this very day, to this very day, the 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 uh, everything that came out of that dialogue has always had a monetary stream. The most successful uh, organization of African Americans ever has been the Nation of Islam. There has never been any other organization to rival them in financial success and longevity. Why? Because they had a social order that was predicated on particular etiquette. And they took the uh, a Islamic paradigm and advanced on it and made it their very own. And this is the responsibility of everyone who listens to all of these conscious niggas dialogues is to pull out of this all power, the ability to take what you gain from these dialogues and make it into a monetary stream, not feel bad or angry about nobody. And this is one of the etiquettes that were missing. No one was there around. They didn't have big homies around the egos of the time. They had the white folks put cameras in our leaders' faces. And one of the etiquettes, the broken bond 
among black men is this we don't know how to keep things sacred. We would have had Malcolm would have been alive today, so would his son, so would his message had Malcolm simply listened to the minister. The minister told him when they sent Kennedy up, do not speak about them white folks' business. In the wisdom of of Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he wasn't idealistic. He was from a time period when we, there wasn't no cars and TV. You heard? It wasn't none of that shit. It was wheelbarrows and, and crackers and niggas and whips. You understand? You, you feel me? And he told him in his yeah. he said, leave that alone. Don't speak and put our brand in the mix of their fiscal and financial endeavor. That ain't had nothing to do with you. Right. They sent they they sent one of theirs up. Okay, bam, that's it. But the homie, that's all new. Yeah. That's it. But the homie had to. They put that camera in his face, and the big homie had to. He just had to say something. Yeah. And you know, just through the through the sands of time, we understand that everything happens for a pristine and profound reason. And, and, and there's such thing as the Messiah. The Messiah chooses his own way when he chooses. You know, there is a there is a uh, rep- recompense for that. But we're not in the business of modern making no more. You know, we already seen how they manipulated us with that shit. You know, I don't want to be on no poster, no dead nigga on the poster that niggas is selling or on no T-shirt niggas going to be selling and all of that. I ain't with it. You know, I'm with this. I'm with us creating our own dialogue, separate and autonomous from the incessant and naive. Yeah. They I mean, need let everybody listen to let everybody know what's on our mind. You don't let everybody know what's on your mind. You keep stuff to yourself, and we have to make something sacred. And let's start with the essential yes, the things yeah. that have always been sacred. You know. Yes, and that's what I was. You know, leading up to this revelation that the upliftment of fallen humanity is you, your family, your circle, and your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? That's humanity. If you could put smiles on the people that are closest to you, around you, then you're going to see the world outside of that wall start changing very rapidly as opposed to, you know, sidestepping and walking past family members and loved ones that are frowning to try to tend to some nigga shit outside that you don't know. He just fucking texts you or calls you saying he got some, you know, short paper for you if you come with the remedy real quick. So what I also gathered by just having the conversation with myself this weekend is not everybody's worthy of change. And I use an analogy. You on a train. Nigga come through shaking the cup. He got brand new KDs on, talking about his right. family's in the shelter. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up. He's like 38, though, 35. Like, <laughs> homie, you could go and take something. Like, that's the shit that led us to become great. You feel me? Like, we took that in our back pocket and went and got it by any means. And that's the shit that showed us how false evidence, you know, it wasn't a fucking slogan with us. We went in the fire and seen what the meaning of fear was, that it was false evidence. But we had to prove that unanimously to ourselves and keep proving it and then have a, a situation where our own mind, where we could suppress that shit from popping up because we knew it was false. So as youngsters, we developed these tools, you know what I'm saying? 
these real time tools in society that we were able to to transcend the shit that grown men are reading about in these books that master teachers wrote hundreds of years ago telling them how to do. We did it on a whim for survival, but it made us greater. So he could come shaking his, his cup for change. He's not worthy of change. He's not worthy of my change. Yeah. And it's the same thing on a higher level when it comes to these niggas. Everybody's not worthy of change. Yeah. Everyone ain't going to get it. And everybody don't deserve it. So let's focus on, you know what I'm saying, what's manageable. What's manageable is the things that you can do to make you a better individual, you know, to put that smile on your lady's face, your baby's face, your people's face, your parents, your immediates, you know what I'm saying? Those that when you need them to pour into you, they can have the the freshest of water, the cleanest of pitchers, because you know where you deposited your love at, and they took care of that shit. You know, they don't got dust on it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't put it uh, somewhere where it was subject to all sort of conditions. They put it in the best place. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't 199 gasoline. That shit was Supreme Diesel. When you need it, they know where it's headed. going to go get it. They might have hit it under the cupboards or what the, 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 the floorboard or where they got to pull shit up to get at it, but it's there. They know where it's at. And you good when you need it. That's what you need. Pour it a lot into situations, into people, into organizations, into other motherfuckers' agendas. And you come back, you a leader or two short, you need some gasoline in your whip? Oh, nah, son, we ain't got none. Ain't nothing over here. You're like, for real? So, you know. And, and let me tell you something. When I've seen... Without provocation, when I was in Northern California, the white men had a social network that was amazing, that they could get on the phone and call a brother down the street to come down and help him with his roof. Come down and do this for him, do that for them. Where they be like, yo, I can't do nothing today. I got to go, um, I got to go help my, my, my homie out and build his uh, shed in his, in his, in his garage, stuff like that. You feel me? And I was like, I was low key kind of like, like jealous of that shit. I'm like, I know just as many niggas and more. Right. I can't, I can only get a certain psychology to participate in that type of fellowship. And it's unfortunate it ain't in the circle that we uh, proselytize to. You know? It's not. It's the people who care less about our vocation is willing to do the most, and they have more of a respect for, you know, our stride more so than the people who are participating. So I I do this where I I don't want to make this a conscious thing where the conscious teacher always has to speak negatively about the people that he's asking also to feed him. And that's not what I intend to do. I intend to do this. I intend to create uh, a real-time point of reference for those who are participating, be able to flesh out these ideas. We really would not be able to do this if it were not for those who 
are of like mind and who do support what it is that we do. And a lot of times I honor them because they are in the shadows. And this is who I'm speaking to when I speak to them about the etiquette. I'm not speaking about the people who listen on, compliment us, and say how great and wonderful shit is, but you've never seen their name in the PayPal shit. You heard it? Never. You feel me? You don't know them. They see you. These are the niggas that see you in public and don't even speak to you, but they be online, dick rot. You heard? So it's like, you know, with all due respect, you know, this show is dedicated to the future and to those courageous young people who are able to see that it's not in that fictitious um, uh, point of reference where you perceive everybody is trying to be nice and smell like patchouli and lavender is where the salvation lies. It's within those who honor the nature and the sacredness of your of your uh, emotional interaction as it pertains to the culture. So instructionally, young people, y'all just had this big Super Bowl situation. If that's, if that's an excuse to get all the homies to the crib, then before the game or after the game, y'all put in the pot about an agenda. Y'all, y'all putting some kid in school, some young man that needs um, an extra 10000 to, to to get some, uh, uh, you know, somebody in jail need to get dealt. Or somebody you know ain't really due to crime, he need a legal fee. Yeah, this is public service. You understand? And you can't have that um, with a certain type of mindset of a nigga. You understand what I'm saying? You're, why don't niggas have a 99-cent store? The rent on on locations anywhere where they need it is the cheapest in the hood. You heard? A hood, the, 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 the rent won't even exceed two stacks. Five niggas, $1,000 a month? Ten niggas on 2,000, you know, all y'all niggas know ten niggas. Why none of them niggas will sit around your ideas and put their monetary money towards it? It's because y'all have not initiated the conversation about initiating their mind. You understand? Suppression of the ego practice. You see? You see? So my thing is this. I keep an environment around me where I make it where all my young homies know that they could be themselves around me and know also that our our connection is sacred because our shit is predicated on we making history. We trying to create what you call it a, a avenue in the future where the kids don't have to suffer and be nobody's uh nobody's uh ritual on CNN and get all these people out in the streets marching for your ass. That shit is a curse on them. You, that's a curse. Them, them dead brothers and sisters is mad at you niggas walking out there, walking around. You just walking around and shit, huh? You see the police violate, nigga, you pull out a camera. That shit is crazy. Picture this shit. They're killing this nigga. Let me take a picture of it. It's the same shit as taking a picture of a nigga getting hung in 1910. Yo, murder my mother? Yeah. I'm sorry, family. You know, whoever was on the line and you can't stomach what I'm about to say. But when we were young, if we seen police doing some shit like that, <laughs> I remember. I remember Word when we were little. Mother. I remember when we were little. 
that police was almost like open season on Halloween. You remember that when we was young? Men? Open season. Yeah. Yeah. We That's had a day, of- fam, and this what I'm talking about. This was our yeah. rites of passage. Every, it was a need and a necessity time. to divorce yourself from fear. And our our rites of passage were Europeans and police. I'm sorry. Once you can gather the concept that they bleed just like anybody else, then there's some sort of civility that can be established within the village because people are on an equal footing. And now you're demanding respect as a man because you know this is not your God. This is a man just like you. Now look at this. So if you take a leap. Now look at this. Look at this, King. How the secret societies that need to be inaugurated should be based around how brothers create a financial network that empowers the young women. Why don't the African-American women have a rites of passage birthday that's fully accepted in the culture? Culture has it fully intact, and European whites participate in honoring her ability to um, create a child. At 15 to 16 years old, they have a King Sierra where they honor her psychology, where the young men have to dress up like grown men yes, and they do. accordingly around adults. And then this is where you start getting their minds prepared for who to pick to mate. But you just making these babies, and, and they, they mating with niggas that they, the first nigga they see, yeah, or the first nigga that smile at them and show them some teeth is who the baby, that's who your grandkids is. You heard? Just like that, bam. So, this is not thinking about about um, who, who where their lineage is going because they're not thinking in 100-year increments. You understand what I'm saying? So, the other people are thinking like that, the people that you are, are jealous of and you create, you know, all these old niggas. You got all these old niggas creating conspiracy lectures. If I see another old nigga tell me about some white man conspiracy, how is that going to be your legacy? You told us about Steve Copley was the only, that's the last person I want to hear tell me about a conspiracy. And and if I want to hear about a conspiracy in a very detailed manner, I'll go to Steve, you heard? But all of that Mm -hmm. stuff is people, people just rehashing and selling the fear of the victim. There, and and my, and that's why there's no stores connected to that. There's no 99 sister. There's no drugstores. You gotta go get your pharmaceuticals from the pilgrims. You gotta go get your hair from the Koreans. You gotta go get your meat from the Italians. Everybody else, and then you gotta come to niggas and take chances of shooting the dice for information. Get the fuck out of here. It's weird. It's just weird. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. It's weird to me, and I'm tired of the dialogue. I done been around the white folks, and I done seen the white folks honor our dialogue. I removed the racial shit from everything positive we say, and they like this. They ready to push niggas into the forefront with the information to remove itself from victimhood. Dudes got to start thinking monetarily. I've been giving dudes the blueprint for the longest, and I'm really at the point where I see that niggas is going to, make it so that they're going to try to set me up and say I flipped on them when they see me with the pilgrims, you heard? And we got flagship stores, 
they're really going to oh, get Lord. mad yeah. when the little man goes up on the stage to get the award. Because my, my son, shout out to Aaron Cooks. Shout out to my yeah, boy. I got that loaded. Shout, yeah. shout out to my son, Track Farmer. Shout out Trav, Darren, what you call it, what you call it in, in the A. Shout out to the whole Syracuse. And the sound is really coming from up north. You heard? Shout out to Buffalo to my son, Westside. Wow. You heard? Shout out to Spotify, yeah, too. The homies over here in Long Beach putting it down. They had a deal. They walked away from the deal in, in the scope because they wanted them to be monkeys. And they kept the integrity. You heard? And shout out to them. You feel me? Shout out to the uh, to the to the homie Siddiqui Bakari and Okira Damani, brother J- Jamal and uh, brother uh, 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 the big big homie uh, uh, Mary uh, Mary Rakha at Karas Center and all of the uh, brothers. Yes, shout out to Karas. Man, hell yeah, brother Abi, you know, and, and all of the brothers in that circle. So, you know, I hope everybody is gaining something insightful. From the dialogue, and I, I'm afraid sometimes I have to get up because I don't want to be and posture myself as being phony. I see the style of exhortation in the other dialogues, they just want to cater to either your fears or those key phrases that touch your, your emotional connection to culture and the lack thereof. But I'm speaking to power. Mm-hmm. So I'm speaking to power because I am, uh, I'm not in lack. My life. I don't feel like a victim. I know that I am responsible for the algorithm, the Renaissance period. I created the concept of reading books. I made up fire. You know, I'm the first person to refine, you know, uh, uh, um, pharmaceuticals. I did alchemy. Yeah, I, I marched across the Alps on elephants with 80,000 men comprised of different racial groups. You heard? I did amazing things. You know what I'm saying? I charted the stars and, and, and prior to them having telescopes through my own eyes. You feel me? So I'm owning all of my all of my greatness. You know, I created uh religions. Hoodoo is a creation of our of our uh, African American experience. It has it has Native American as well as Irish elements in it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us have a lot of Irish connections, you know, and a lot of uh uh, 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 a lot of you light skinned niggas is Irish. You heard a lot of you come up and like to drink beer and shit. That's your alchemy. You know what I'm saying? And there's a um, it's a it's a lot of uh, when you get into the the synthesis of ideas, you gain a wider respect for how delicate humanity is. You go to learn and understand everyone from another perspective and have love for for yourself. You can't love yourself and hate nothing else. You know? Can I add you know, on to that? Yeah, can I want to, I'm glad that you touched on that, God. And it goes to what you were saying earlier that, and this is for the family, you know, I have no trust, none whatsoever for a hate monger. I'm not, I'm not falling for that one anymore. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be anywhere around niggas with hate because niggas with hate have a price. They're for sale, all right. There's a there's lack thereof. That's where the hate is coming from. And social social engineers, psychologists, I mean, psychologists, you know what I'm talking about. They understand that they they know what the lack is, and they know what to get. They they could throw these niggas a bone, 
and cheer them up. There's no love. You don't got to run around hating people. If you love yourself, that shit resonates. You cannot have love for yourself and hate for other people. Your love should, that, 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 that squares it off. There's no hate. So all of these hate movements is going on in the community. Everybody trying to sound that um, the more hate, you know, it's almost like, no, I'm the more hateful out of the campaign. No, nigga, I, I hate them more. You know what I mean? All of them niggas is for sale. They're all compromisable at the end of the day. There's no structure in that. There's no foundation in that. You hate because there's a lack thereof. You, you understand what I'm saying? You could cut a check and kill all of that shit immediately, and they know that. And that's what happened in the 60s. My father, me and my father was having a conversation. A lot of them people that went marching, you know what I'm saying, with all of that hate in their blood, talking about they hate people in the civil rights, they went and gave them niggas a job, shut them the fuck up and sat them down to mm-hmm. show that they had a price. There was no hate. There was a lack of self-love. Mm. And, 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 and they didn't truly understand who they were. So they got bought out. Mm. So stop falling for this shit, family. I know it speaks to your, your pain body your core, you know, and it feels good. But my timeline, look, this shit is like, it reads like a nightmare right now. This shit is depressing, bro. Like, my timeline, my, my FB timeline is depressing. I'm, I'm on Instagram because that timeline is popping. But my Facebook timeline, I can't do it. Yeah. It's too much hate. No, it's I, too much sorrow. I love, I love the Facebook for this fact. It's, it's a, Edward Bernays' baby. And it gave people, it gives us as programmers and those who can see, it gives people an idea that carnally inclined as to really what is an individual person thinking. And then when you find a through line between a group of people, you can isolate them and connect a monetary response or value from them. I find that the people who have the most hate-mongering, offer the littlest money. And that is one of their defenses and one of their, um, their signs of lack in their own personal life and inability to see the Renaissance and support it is the fact that they're fixated and they go look to post hate. And many of them don't even post the elements of their own mind or thoughts. And when they do, oh, my God, it'd be so funny to me. I'd be like, this guy, this this one here, the shit that he say he don't like, he like. Yeah. I don't That's listen. What I'm saying. I, I, listen, I cannot sit down and look for a weird, some weird shit and then figure out how to say it. I don't have that neurologically in my brain how to say it to people to get someone to like me. Yeah. That's the concept of the Facebook. So when you saying that you are looking for weird shit to put to be like, that's you passively, aggressively putting yourself a part of who you are on there in the likes are you being accepted for what you can find. So when I see men, grown men, put a man with a dress up, or guess what? This is a dude at the end of this. Watch all the way to the end. Because it's really a dude. All that type or a little girl twerking. If this was your daughter, what would you do? Those niggas are pedophiles and pervs. That's why I like Facebook. 
And no matter how much you tell them that they showing you what they really are thinking, they still do it. That's beautiful. I love that shit. You know, the white boy is a brilliant motherfucker. He walked out of class and dropped out of Harvard to get these millies because he know how weak people these are. Millies. And he know that the majority of them seek to be like. They don't want money. They don't want comfort. They don't want shit to just be like. And this is why the so many sisters have been tricked by not being liked by odds that they'll be liked by the first nigga that come to them. If a nigga but do you know that, that every them? life is releases a dopamine? Oh, Jesus, it does. Yes. Yes. Do, and do you know that they were able to study that shit? Yeah. And they realized that, you know, that they could help people release dopamine on Facebook, on a social network? Yes. Like, that's crazy, bro. You don't even got to go hit a line or, or, or toot or smoke nothing. Or, or You know what I mean? You don't even got to go to the bar or the, or the gentleman's club. You could go on Facebook and post, like you said, some crazy shit from the from the caverns of your subconsciousness and release yeah. dopamine all day. You know? And the witches yeah. is on Instagram sitting on the sink, you know, getting high. Cause they like yeah. they, they be at like nine hundred on they like like this I, I can imagine the level of dopamine being released. And then look, this is another through line: the single women over thirty five who post the most shit about dead black men. Bitch, miss me mm. with that. You supposed to be in them inboxes looking to get a man. What the fuck you keep posting the dead man for, or a dead black mm-hmm. man? a new march or a new person got killed or this. You hate men. You secretly admire that shit that niggas get killed. You're for the sick shit that happened to you. You're the Mm -hmm. sick shit that happened to you. So you shout out to the sisters who know that they control men through their primacy and through their reward system. Those are the queens. That's a queen because she's not dealing with reality based off of some fake shit that she got off of love and hip-hop. She's actively manipulating you through your food that you eat and how and how she rewards you through touch and acceptance through your what you offer. You heard? That's how you're developing. That's what you get in the mystery schools. They create the same environment of the, uh, 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 the, 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 the initiation of entering her temple. You play it out in theatrics. You understand? You know, you blindfolded yeah. because you can't see when you're inside of her, but you can feel when you're inside of her. You understand? So mm-hmm. the, the, the sisters who know that they control, the sisters who know that they control the relationships with femininity and not having to tap into masculinity, because the ones who tap into masculinity mm-hmm. are competing and they are participating in a homosexual relationship. With another, it's like them being a man trying to be with a man. You heard, and those always mm-hmm. fail because they won't succumb and allow femininity to be the ruler. Because femininity is far more advanced. It's so it's so chaotic and irrational. It's the closest thing to God's real purpose. You heard, men are the ones who try to rationalize everything and try to make everything logical and 
told all of this wise shit that he done read and hey, I just saw this lecture. You always you know how it is when you live with your wig. Yeah, yeah. Those times mm-hmm. now smart and shit because they already they give you that shot eye, like what? Yeah, the energy and motion. It's unpredictable. Right. It's a wave. Right. Right. And this is the etiquette of our of our of, of, of this the physiology of etiquette. Knowing this. You know what I'm saying? And choosing those uh those sisters who will develop your psychology through your primacy, you know, through your primacy, giving you the promise. Even if they don't give you no box, for them to tell you, you're going to get some box. Just be easy. Just chill. You heard? That's developed. That mm-hmm. will make, that'll make you get up two hours earlier. You heard? That'll make you do and the it, shit you did. But all of that fake shit, you know, all yeah, that fake shit. That's the know, drive. That's, that's, and I always say it that I understand. I understand. I get it. I'm not condoning family because I don't want nobody to hit me on the inbox. Like, how could you say this? You know, I thought you were for the people. No, I as on some grown man shit from me to you. I understand the appeal of private dancers. Okay, I understand the aesthetics of the gentleman's club because it's, it's because of the fact that they are able to create a reality. They're able to do something. They're able to motivate men in different ways, but all, but many powerful ways. You know what I'm saying? They're able to reach inside and to bring something out of those men to go there to patronize those women and look at them and feel like they've been accepted by these women, by these, these you know, these uh, aesthetically uh, beautiful you know, uh, in their eyes, goddesses. You know, and look, the minute she sits on his lap with women, and tells them, it's, yeah. women. it's an industry for every woman, every type of woman, it is. shape, size, it is. everything. There's a market pointed towards somebody who feels satisfied or, or, or satisfied. That's that's not a through line share with men. You heard? With, with women, when women will, it's it's a men isolated in the culture from the other having to participate with 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 the mystery system with them. You know that, yeah. They they level of discernment is of on, on another level. They are far more sacred. They just not gonna fuck with you just to be fucking with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For real, not at all. So they in that respect, what you're saying is correct. That mm-hmm. there is a monetary um, value of just seeing her uncloak, you heard? Seeing her gyrate or manipulate matter, there is a currency, you heard, to that. And then when dudes patronize that, they be walking away and go home and they not arguing with the lady in the house, you heard? Her shit is situated, you feel me? And, and, and And also dealing with the realm of creation and also dealing with the realm of emotion and also dealing with the realm of being able to manifest when you're in a good place. You understand what I'm saying? Being able to, being being so magnetized that you can bring down some of the most loftiest, loftiest thoughts. Yes. Or aspirations that you have based on you being magnetized by a certain kind of whiz. That shit is very real, family. And there's no mystery as to why abundance flows in those certain circles. It does. Abundance is continuous in those circles 
amongst the patrons and also the people who are participating in that ritual. It is a ritual. We had harems. We should not have to apologize for who was going back in the days. There were harems, yeah, yeah. and there were well, other things that were set up. We built a magic city in front of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been... You know, as as has everything in this in this Western society, it's been dumbed down. It's been lowest chakra. You know what I mean? It's been taken to its lowest degree. I get it. Okay, cool, boom. All right, let's move on. But what I'm saying is, there's a ritual that takes place. Okay, and I know people are so caught up in their emotions right now. But like I said, this is a grown conversation. We're talking about science. We're talking about alchemy, turning base lead base lead into gold. We're not ready for these conversations, and I don't know. I don't know what we're ready for. We just want to go and hate monger or something. I don't know, but what I do know is that there's some kind of science that's taking place in those circles, even in the club, even in the regular hip hop club, the church, as we used to call it, even at the tunnel, all the way down. You know, there was a certain kind of charge that I would wake up with on a Monday morning after the experience of being in the tunnel. In New York City in the late 90s, I, I promise yeah. you, and all of my, whatever I focused my mind on and whatever I aimed to achieve, it came to me in ways that was almost described as magical. For real. We went out there and got it. We was like, next Sunday? Oh, hell no. We're going to really have more fun than we had last Sunday. We're going to yeah. show out. No, you remember when they came out with the color tins? As soon as we see the what? We turned up. Niggas was like, what? With the what? The color tins, the green and the blue shit. The construct. You said, you said the color pen? The tins, the Timberlands. You remember? Oh, the, the colors. Oh, Lord. Lord, and they, you remember the colors. The orange. Yes, and then we went to the scuttle like this, shitting on everybody. It was oh, a reward. it was a reward. It was a it was a charge, and I know at that time that our age, the shit that we was doing, and is what these kids is rapping about, and they got grown ass men rapping about that shit too. Yeah, ah. back in the day, <laughs> it'd Look. be a trip to me. It'd be a trip to me. Listen, fam. Nineteen, twenty pro- years old. Yeah. Setting the setting right in the program. All right, let's take it to computer terms, computer terminology. Pre tunnel, right? You had, you know, the New York rap scene was like real thuggish. You know what I'm saying? Niggas wearing hoodies, you know, baseline warehouse and all of that stuff. There was not a lot of uh uh you know, the wizards that came out was like B girls and shit or like just real you know, hood girls and whatnot. You didn't have the divas. That shit didn't even exist. All of that little Kim Foxy uh, era, we're talking about before that. All of that stuff came in the tunnel era. The, 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 the shit about looking good, looking clean, taking that hoodie off, you know what I'm saying? You know, dressing up and all of that, that's tunnel era, family. The, 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 the program that exists to today, Right now, 2015, was written in 1992, 93, 94. No, like 94, 95. In the tunnel era. Make no mistakes about it. 
I've been out of town. You was in Atlanta. Um, you was in ATL in '93. I, uh, you know, we used to go to DC and things like that. That sh- it was, it didn't exist. That 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 script did not exist. Niggas was in Atlanta at 112 and all of those other things, looking like Creflo Dollar, okay? High waters, white socks, and fucking uh, uh, hard bottom. They wasn't wearing no Gucci. They wasn't wearing no Iceberg. They wasn't wearing Coogee. Biggie and Jay Z were the creators of the soundtrack. They did not create the era. They were the musicians who created the soundtrack for the era. Jay-Z didn't even come out to the club. He's not responsible for making that era the way that it was. He just wrote the soundtrack to the shit. Nobody gives credit to the people that actually made that era what it was. Hmm. They, they hmm. created the conversation, but they were mimicking. They, they, that, that, was the, that was the time, that was around the time of the change when Street dudes who were validated and certified were the ones who were looked up to, and the rappers were basically niggas groupies and whatnot. You feel what I'm saying? We were the hangouts. We seen the last era of that. We saw the last era of it. We saw the last era of that, where they was all trying to, they was looking up to Peanut, to Scooter. Not Scooter. Cut. A world. Yeah, world. Kiki, God bless the dead. They were looking up to these people. They were they were writing, and and you got a whole list of people from um over on Clinton and Washington that Biggie took his style from. Look, look at this shit with Scar. You heard? Yeah, Scar. Scar with Nino. You remember Lil Nino with the with the red red Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All of them. All of them dudes was trying to compete with them. They was trying to make it right to them. And then when they Back. gone, they took all their speed after Big died. Everybody forgot about where that shit came from. That's why when I go to Brooklyn, um, Pretty Black be giving it up because Black was dead. You heard? Black mm-hmm. was dead. Black was dead. I was dead. Your brother, me and your brother was in the Manhattan Center which I ain't know to now was a lodge. It's a lodge. It's a it's a Scottish Rite lodge. We had Manhattan yeah, Center yeah. with Mason Puff when they was when they ran the city, and and seen Ron K ride down on on Puff, shaking him down. Like let me hold something. Fuck out of here. You heard mm-hmm. like that. And me and your brother was in there wilding, turned up. Mace was with us. Mace was with us. We wasn't with Mace. You heard? Yeah, I remember. I was yeah. down at that point, but I remember, you know what I'm saying? For real. Uh, and we came up there in the spaceship. Poop Man had the spaceship. You heard? Whipped up. Oh, whipped. I was there that night. I was there that night. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to say what happened after the club, but I remember I was there that night. Niggas <laughs> was drunk. You know, remember yeah. episodes with Tim and all of them, like, Fam, I, the, the, like you had to be there to understand what it is that we're talking about. But that whole script was written right there in in Manhattan during that era, and that shit still stands to this day. Nothing has really changed. It just moved to Atlanta, the fake ass Black Hollywood. Pause. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, you know, but they be running around acting like you know, like. 
like they're doing something, and they just recycling. It's a rerun. Nothing original. That's why it doesn't even feel good anymore. That's why people, it's like, yo, this shit is dead. It has no life to it. Where's the upgrade? And all I'm saying is this, that the upgrade and the next level of taking us to a higher, a higher, higher level, a 3.0, is going to come from the people who helped create it in the first place. That's it. You know? Yeah. You know, we, got, we, we, need to, we need to hurry up and do something. We need to make this thing happen because, you know, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's becoming redundant. You know, shout out to my home. shout out to my to my little homie um, Perry Dash because he's doing it. He took he taking the information and he's doing it. That's Dane Dash nephew, and he done did the oh, art right. show. Yeah, he done did the visual art show with Wale, where they introduced as a, a art piece a Seinfeld um, Nike Dunk. You heard? I we, saw that. Um, I saw that. That was my nice. man Boris Bernard. Shout out to Boris Bernard. He's from out here in Los Angeles, and now I'm, when I'm in New York, I'm on Sixth Avenue and uh, Sixth Avenue in America's and West Fourth Street. He got the whole splash out the whole Ricky's. All the women who know about cosmetics for women and all of the um, makeup and should know about Ricky's. Um, Boris got the, uh, the the art to do all of their shit. You heard the pop art, the exit through the gift shop shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. To him. Uh-huh. So these, these young people was creating a dialogue about the new wave, son. See, that that wave yeah. is you have to be there physically. This wave now, I, I got a, I got uh, Jada, Jada and their manager it just went to Art Basel with some of our dialogue. And he said he getting out the music industry and just dedicate his shit to art. That's how crazy that world is right now. You heard? It's the huge. money is It's crazy. Yes, that is enormous. And yeah, what we're saying is, my thing is, what's the use of studying more Spain in the Renaissance era? What the what the hell is the use of studying ancient Kemet? Why? What's the use of immersing yourself in ancient Kemet if you are not contributing to the renaissance of the now. Like, what are you talking about? How are you not, how the hell can you justify, what are you doing? What are you doing it for, the side lock? What are you doing it for? The arm tattoo? Like, what's the, what's the ultimate end goal to all of the studying? What are you resurrecting inside of your brain or inside of your spirit? You could be the most powerful power ranger, on 125th Street one day, that's not what this is about. The, the reason why, you look, look at the art of Kemet. Look at the art that they left behind. Look at the art of the Moors. Look at the Alhambra. Look at the, look, look at the architecture. They got 3D printers out right now. You could create anything that you think about. Hmm. So my thing is, where's the effects? Why, well, not, why, is, Bobby, why is Bobby Hennett's picture not done in, in, in a pop art thing? Why is his shit not on canvas right now? Why why Steve Copley and all of the legends? Why is Dr. Clark? Why is Dr. Ben? Why is Ivan Van Sertema not inside of the museum as an art piece? Like, why are you not venerating the legends? That's my thing. I don't get it. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand how much more information has to be disseminated before people understand how this shit really goes. Why don't you understand? Why don't we understand culture at this point? 
Mm. Oh, I get it. My bad. Because none of the teachers are really, not none of the teachers, but the majority of the teachers are not dealing with culture. The majority of teachers are dealing with personality. No, yeah. And DNA programming, DNA fear-based programming to where once they finish programming your, your, your subconscious, all you can create, fear stagnates you. Fear puts you in a position where you say, I don't want to pay the rent because the world is going to end next week, but fuck it. I don't want to pay my bills because white people are evil and I'm going to just look crazy because you know what? I'm going to blame it on them. That's what fear does to you, okay? That's what fear does. Fear says I'm not going to take care of my children because you know what? White people don't like me. And I'll explain that to, you know what I'm saying, whoever asked me, you know, why my people are suffering. That's what fear does. So when they finish with the fear indoctrination about what you used to have and who you used to be and who you're not now, and then you go on your Facebook timeline, you turn on the news, and you go on everything, you see everybody looking like you losing. Nobody's really contributing much. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, you're mentally masturbating with everybody that's talking, talking about what happened thousands upon thousands of years ago. They're not talking about what they're doing tomorrow or what they could be doing five years from now when your ass is caught in the matrix. You don't have anything to add to the conversation. You don't, you look at niggas who's progressive as they sold out or they Illuminati, you know what I'm saying, or they must have white people, you know, behind them and we're, we're going to talk, you know, we're going to gossip about them and backbite them, things like that. That's what happens. People work hard to undermine the progressive movement because misery likes company. And that, at the end of the day, is what this community and the message that this community is producing, turning into. Shit is like, it, 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 it's self-defeating at the end of the day. And anything that's self-defeating is ripe for compromising. It is ripe for infiltration, and it is ripe for these social scientists to really do a motherfucking job on everybody running around because they know what the poten- they know the potential that the community holds. Now, what you're doing right now, they can gauge the potential just by the numbers, and your potential is enormous. Your potential is great. Mm-hmm. The potential is you can't even measure, you can't scale and measure it at the end of the day. But what's being done, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't measure up. We we should be all financially, uh, uh, not even financially great. We should be pro- we should be able to project a five year projection, right? And I'm talking about all of us at the end of the day. We should be able to have a five year projection as to where we're going to be financially based on what it is that we're doing to interject into the 80 million, 90 million, 100 million potential customers that are out there who are basically, you know, they, 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 they're consumers of culture. They're, you know what I'm saying? They, they appreciate I'm gonna culture. Be, I'm going to be sitting behind a desk somewhere giving instructions to um, uh, aggressively industrious young men and women involved in the vocation of art and music, and I'm be smoking hella weed while I'm doing it. Hella weed, right? Look at what Colorado is doing. Look at what Seattle is doing. Coincidentally, those are 
European. Shout heavy. out to Hot King Green, man. Man is I'm 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 about fun. to go see him right now. Yeah. They they need to cut him the biggest check. Like he needs his own dispensary based on the engram or yeah. the uh the work that let's, he put let's, in twenty years ago. Yeah, let's let's so let's collectively salute Hold on, let's salute that brother's born day. He needs a show. Today is his born day, so let's send a happy solar return to that that brother, you know what I'm saying, for the the seed that he has planted. I was watching an interview with KRS-One, you know, speaking about the conception of Madism and why he initially uh, chose to, you know what I'm saying, invest in... um, Hakeem, when he met him, you know what I'm saying, what he saw in him and why he was willing to push the envelope with him as an artist, he said that, that to date is his best song that he ever produced, speaking about KRS-One, Madism. He, yeah. he did the production on that family, if you don't know. Wow, so, facts. you know, that song, yeah, and they were looking at the billboards at the time. He was running neck and neck with Big and Pac on the billboards when that song was out. You know what I'm saying? That song sparked a revolution um, in regards to what we see right now in terms of weed legalization. You know, so sometimes Mm -hmm. it could come, yeah, right from within your midst, right from underneath your nose. It could be what you consider so insignificant, you know, causes global tidal waves, just like this information. So, you know, I really think this shit boils down to an issue of people not seeing themselves as the things they keep saying they are. You know, like I I I would I would dare to question like who really sees themselves as a god and what's the criteria for godding you know what I'm saying like that's a verb you know I talk I I talk to a number you know what I'm saying I, I consider that shit godly you know I, I feel mm. motherfucking like privileged you know but when I try to share with people they get paranoid and thrown off because of their insecurities about what what it is that they've never done or they can't achieve or if I do this shit, you know what I'm saying, and it puts me in my own lane, you know, does that mean that all of a sudden they got to do something like that to be considered God? So we're dealing with um, God insecurities in the community as well, like, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, these are the things that we have to push past. And I really spoke about this year being a year when we bring in the subconscious part of the conscious community and that's the feminine aspects of it. Because the females are call this bitch ass shit what it is in an instant. You know what I'm saying? We've allowed too many dudes, you know, to sit at the table and them niggas could be compromised and bought off because they got agendas. The wizard's going to let these niggas know, like, oh, the bitch is corny. It's exactly. cornball shit he just did. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. As they have been. So, yeah, yeah. You know, as they have been. But, you know, club is turning up on a Tuesday. We're going to celebrate Hakeem's birthday tonight. You know what I'm saying? I made sure to make it down to uh, to toast with my brother. And, um, you know, like I I told him before, I'm going to make sure personally that the world knows about your contribution because I don't even feel comfortable with the whole wave of legalization my dude is one of the, he's one of the seed planters. He's one of the uh, cultivators of that whole movement. Like, for real, real talk. And and him and yeah. a whole bunch of other brothers. And, and yeah, and let me, yeah, let me put this on record. 
let me put this on record because you're going to have the fucking Puritans that get all their panties in a bunch thinking that we're only talking about the consumption of marijuana as something that smoke. We're no. talking about hemp as hemp. industry, asshole. Like, we're talking yeah, about prop, a major revolution where, it, yeah, agriculture, we, we um, architecture, textile. Yeah, we're talking about food, clothing, and shelter at the end of the day. We're talking about sustenance. We're talking about paying homage to the ancestors of this land, okay, by by, by growing that hemp. I've never been someplace as peaceful and heavenly as Northern California. Fuck what anybody Yo. tell you. Yo, Until you right? experience that, you have no idea. Yeah. That shit is God's land for our A lot of people throwing labels on what God land is. I was in God's land. Like, that shit was peaceful. Real G. It was a humbling experience to be around the places where they was growing that thing at. You know what I'm talking about? Son. Yo, son, can I tell you something that I see something that I never seen before? I went to a cafe in Northern California and the owner of the cafe is a professional comic book collector. The dude had Two hundred and one hundred fifty dollar comic books, ancient, old, to new stuff in there, and he was selling music and selling vegan muffins and coffee and and internet and just everybody just happy and just what you call it, just eating. You're farming. Everybody growing their little uh, forty plants with five with plants rendering up to five pounds per plant. You do the math. Yeah, signs on yeah. the road. Look, signs on the road. We sell eggs. We have chickens, apples, and weed. You heard? You feel me? Uh, 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 um, uh, and then when you do see, when you do see other non-white people, there's another tradition up there that people, if you're really able to see it, Asians, bro. Uh, there's a bar where I was at up in Weaverville that has a secret society connected to it. And uh, they have pictures inside of this um, bar of Arnold Schwarzenegger, several of them. He comes in there and he, he commiserates in there. They have pool tables, mm-hmm. so all that they be doing pool, but then they got these uh, in the back, the, um, what's that shit, the ping pong shit. So me and my son back there playing ping pong, right? So I'm the only nigga in there in like a 500,000 radius of Mount Shasta where we was at. You heard the shit was just mad, mm-hmm. really Eurocentric. So, dude, they have... Super Eurocentric, yeah. Son, they got a picture of all the grand masters of their secret society since the 1960s all the way to the date, right? And this is a secret society based up there that use Masonic models, but they donate to the kids. They buy all the kids, their uniforms for the schools and all of that stuff and all that, whatever, whatever. Boom. But... They didn't have not one black grandmaster, but they had several Asian ones. You heard? And Mm -hmm. notice that they also have streets up there named after Asians as well. You heard? Because the first industry up there and the first lie that ever came, that ever was in the U.S., the Americas, the first myth in the Americas is that if you go to California, you're going to die from an earthquake. You could die from an earthquake anywhere in the world. And that, and that California is going to 
going down into the to the yeah, water. Punk that is an old that, mystic. I li- yeah. Over there. It's I lived through like four earthquakes. Listen, that shit makes you love L.A. more. Yeah. They don't want nobody over there. You heard? It's, gold is still being mined in California, Northern California. You heard? Mm. Yeah. I've seen nuggets. It's still people mining gold in Northern They're California. They're still pulling it. You know how many, look, Eureka is the town next to Shasta where they initially started the gold rush at. You know how many yeah. mountains is out there? I mean, have you any idea what it looks like on, on, on the five? How many fucking, how far the mountains go back? For real. The gold out there, B. You know, and your ancestors are the guardians of that particular um area and, and that gold. If you, if more of us go out there and commune on those lands, Remember, Mount Shasta is the planetary root grid system for the planet. It's the root grid system for the planet. If more wizards came out there, you know what I'm saying? The land Mm -hmm. would start opening up and exposing you to where the real treasures are. That's what they, you know what I mean? Like, I I ain't going to speak too much, but yeah. We need to, we need to, you know, the family needs to to, to, to go and experience. Month, this, summer, this summer, I'm going to the music festivals to set up. Niggas going to lectures to set up. Go to the music festivals. You know how many oh, no, pilgrims? I'm festivals. With, yeah. You know how many pilgrims I see with unks and crystals and all that and bank rolls that don't want to hear nothing about that hate shit. They just want to. They participate in commerce and the culture. They want yeah, to listen. They want to cop something. Yeah. And, and look, the, the other gold hey, miners. They like what you got. Look, the other gold mine is Oregon. Oh. People don't know in Oregon. That's where you could go pick mushrooms. You could go pick psychedelic mushrooms and edible mushrooms. Bruh. It's there's people that go. They, they they go. They got a mushroom that costs um, eighty dollars a pound. You heard? People go and make bank rolls. Bruh. And, and that's on the, the biggest mycelium. Where they found the biggest mycelium that was in Oregon. Mushrooms in Oregon is just a way of life. I had the most psychedelic adventure in Oregon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of life to live out there, family, and you do not have to be confined to these small ass inner cities and all of this lack and victimhood that they show you every day. Like, you can seriously switch up and change your predicament just by changing your mind. And gas is only a buck and change. You don't have. You don't have no excuse not to be exploring, hitting the road, and finding out where shit is not fucked up at. Yeah. Feel what I'm saying? So let's get to these mm-hmm. phone lines because I'm sure that we got people in the audience that want to share some of their experiences. You know, the people that showed up to win tonight. I want to talk to the winners, so yeah, take some of these callers. Yeah. All right? Immediately, you know, let's set it off with, with, with the Spring of Black Women is God and Let's open up the line for a mentee. All right. Call her from the Skype. You are on the line. Welcome to KTL. Peace. Peace. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Greetings. Greetings, man. Um, man, it's a lot to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot to say. Um, one thing that I noticed is um, I- I'm not street, I'm not hood, I'm not about that life, but I know people who are. 
And so when you live that type of lifestyle and you come into this community, it's kind of hard, especially when you begin to, you know, make acquaintance with people, and they fuck you over. It's very hurtful, and and it pisses you off. Um, mm. and and some people can be extremely disrespectful. I had a situation with a fuck nigga, and I was upset. I was I was pissed off. I mean. He he was lucky he was on the other side of America because it was that serious. And um, when I reached out to my my uh, my man about it, first thing he said was, "Did that nigga disrespect you? Because he's from the street. He's not from this 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 shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it could have got ugly. So it's little things like that that I see that goes on in, in the community that people don't understand. And I feel like the people who all these big names, not all of them. They are the people in the hood that, you know, they're angry. No one paid attention to them. You know, they didn't, you know what I'm saying? They did are kind of like the rejects, you know. So that that's just what I personally see. Because a lot of them, if you listen to them when they speak about women and stuff, against it, they don't know how to communicate with women. They don't know how to have a, a decent conversation with a woman. So, you know, mm. that's just my little, my little vent. Talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, that's just what I see. I think that, um, you know, I just have a different perspective at the end of the day. Like, yeah, you know, peace and all that, but my life is real. Everything in my life is real at the end of the day. You know, it's not a, a whole tech piece, you know, and all that, or or every day. It's not like that. But I like it because it, it keeps me on my feet, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I see it. Doubt. Indeed. Indeed. You know. All right. Um, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. And I've said ahead, it Rat. before, too. Yeah, like, I, I've, I've said it before. I was having a conversation earlier today that, you know, the way that people treat each other in this community is breeding breeding, like creating an environment that's going to be, that's going to make things right for the infiltration. You know what I'm saying? Going back to the fact that, you know, because the community is, you know, identifying itself with lack thereof, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, some of the shit that well, has you know, you find what you look for. You find what you look for. That's you true. Never, you're that's never able to cling to anything but what you are, you heard so what you are, and so, and going, so the first yeah. analyzer, the first analyzer, when you get into something and of of a major import, someone with wisdom will ask you, what was your role, and how did you participate in creating the environment for you to be violated, and in that instance, you learn about yourself more so than the world, and this is where parenting. This is what parenting and nurturing affords people is an ability to have a way with the world so that the world doesn't have its way with you. And so when you hear people have negative experiences, their negative experiences uh, formulate almost every single time directly from their past experiences and what they come with. You come with what you are. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. a lot of people 
have to understand in totality and in full in the fullness of understanding that is you. It's not other people. It's you. And low key, if you keep participating in a dialogue where you always the one losing or getting violated, at the end of the day, it's because you keep going back to who you are. You never try nothing different. You never had a different conversation. You heard? You never went outside of the boundaries of that. And then when you did, you sometimes didn't know what to do when stuff was presented to you. A lot of us receive gifts and don't have a context for receiving nothing. So when the gift comes, mm. you reject it, and then you hate the gift giver. And then you start hating all gift givers, and then you be with, with somebody that don't give you a motherfucking thing. You I want to comment. I want to comment to that. See, my personal experience is, yeah, I don't want to say abandon. Yeah, yeah. I I I came into this community young, and in a, in a very dire situation. Honestly, almost in mm-hmm. a, 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 almost in a damn home, if you can put it that way. You know, so it, it, I didn't know. I'm only 30 years old, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I, I didn't know. So, you know, that's why I don't take it personal anymore because, you know, it, it was all experience. But I still stay consistent yeah, it makes in my you stronger. Work. Yeah, it made me wiser. Made me much wiser. So, you know, because, you know, it was all from the experience of my mother and my family and, you know, abandonment. You know, it, 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 that all comes in with it, you know. So. Well, the beauty yeah. of it is if you could pull from an experience of abandonment and be a better parent and never abandon your children, then it heals the person. And then it makes it so we don't have to imbue that same experience on other people, you know? And that's just the goal with, with experiences is not keep doing the same stuff. And sometimes not keep doing the same stuff is not having an honor system for it in our psychology where we're we done with that. You know, when, when, when I remember when as a child we used to play like children. And now that we are adult, we don't play like children anymore. We facilitate the happiness of children. You know what I'm saying? In honor of that, that right that we once had, you know? So, Everybody, it, the major through line and the people who are speaking to right, is that we all share the same experience of abandonment. And as a teacher, as a teacher myself, whoever gets something and gains something from what I have to offer is an exceptional person because in all honesty, my being able to teach is an anomaly. Us being able to teach at this point is forced upon us. This is actually forced upon us because we all have an experience at some point with abandonment. I grew up with a single parent, you understand, and I've seen the pain of a single parent raising a child, and this before you could call people on cell phones or Skype and all of that. If your pops ain't call, everybody knows your daddy ain't call because it, it would resonate throughout the house. So, all of this stuff, a lot of people as an adult, I'm honest enough to say that I suffer from childhood depression when I was a child because I had a consciousness that I knew that something was missing, you know, in all of my actions, prison, street, 
uh, uh, adolescent, bugging, and all of that. I don't honor that fake street shit trying to be tough. That shit is corny. Because I was in jail with those niggas. Those niggas are sociopaths. Those niggas are crazy street niggas. Those are the most abused and traumatized. That's why if they get conscious, they'd be the most proficient in certain areas where they can have the best effect because people are accustomed to uh, fears and, and hands-on with them. So when they conscious, they become regal and royal, you see. So, I mean, we all have these experiences, but I'm, I'm still addressing childhood uh, uh, trauma from feeling abandoned. So that's a real feeling that you feel. And I respect uh, the transparency for you being able to openly say that in, uh, in this time period and on this meeting and platform. So I hope it's helpful to everyone listening that although we had a terse dialogue and it might have sounded terse, we still have a platform for people to express themselves and not be attacked for just feeling, you know? Word. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Aminti. Welcome. Indeed. Good thanks. Peace. All right, let's go to the eight five eight nine nine nine. Eight five eight triple nines. Peace. What's going on? Peace, everybody. You can hear me? Let's go, sir. Hey. Hey. I just wanted to say, man, it's my time listening in live. I went through and scrolled through the archive, and I heard some of that, so I said I'm going I'm to set some time aside to catch everything live. I wanted to say it's a good job y'all doing over there, guys. Honest, brother. Salute for that. Hey, but, we got, you know, when it comes down to, I heard something about an hour ago talking about the younger youth, and you know what? They want the old warriors to come back and show them how to do it. It begs for it. But it's a lot of things going out there that we can't touch on. Some of the things that they uh, precipitate and let happen out there, we can't always show them the way and just feed it to them the easy way because they ain't going to accept it that way. The way that we taught them in the past was let them learn the, long, let them learn the long and hard way and be able That's to appreciate right. something when they get it. Right. We can't just go back and spoon feed it to them. They ain't going to take it that way. No. There's things that's going out there. I just touch on one of them real quick before I move on. It's just the way that they they letting the, uh, the, 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 the title tales over the so-called stitches get away and go and do all the, whatever they want to do out there nowadays. You can't go back there and touch on none of them. You can't talk to them. So there's, there's various put in a place when you're trying to educate them and show them the right way, even though they are receptive to a, a real cat showing them and telling them, but they're, you know, they're various out there because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Where are you from, King? I'm from, I'm from D.C. But, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you I'm from everywhere, though. I'm out Cali right now. And so when you guys talking about traveling and getting and moving your feet and, and being wherever you want, you lay your hat, you know, Hey, I, I'm about that, and I, I feel what you're saying on it. That's right. I appreciate yeah. that. Hey, you know, hey, y'all keep doing what y'all do. I'm listening, all right? And y'all take care. No Thank you, bro. Thank you, my brother, Pete. Yes, indeed. Let's move it to the 234-804. 234-804. Peace, caller. 
Peace, peace, peace. This is Gerald Atkins from uh, Canton, Ohio, man. Peace, peace. Uh, oh, I'm in Ohio. Yeah, in Ohio. I'm still getting it in Ohio. Hey, I heard you talking about uh, like a uh, space where it's going to be like, what? Free, somebody said free chicken and free weed. I'm like, I'm there. Whatever. <laughs> no, nah, I had to come on crazy like that because I'm here talking to my brother. But um, peace to y'all, man. I'm a frequent uh, listener to the radio show. I appreciate the, uh, the brother Rashid coming on with some. I uh, was some real spitting. It was some, you know, what I'm saying some some soul searching, some you know, what I'm saying some life checking. You like, all right, I fit kind of that description. So feel good about myself. And then some other stuff. I'm like, oh man, might be might be in man violation with that, you know, but. Like brother was saying, your wiz is gonna let you know um, whether it's some sucker shit or not. So I just yeah. wanted to—I uh, I guess I had a, a, a you know what I'm saying a question because I'm saying I'm moving from Ohio to probably the Carolinas areas, and I heard a brother on the radio show not too long ago saying he was looking to link up on some business type stuff, and uh, I was wondering if y'all maybe could put me in touch with that brother. I forget what the name was, man, but it was about—I think it was last week or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got Mason. I'm gonna copy your number and I um I shoot him a text and link y'all yeah, up. That's, that's right, man. I ain't know that's simple. Look, and that tie right into the dialogue tonight of the etiquette of of, of the of this philosophy of etiquette. Now you see how dudes would 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 they they try to charge you to patch you into something business wise. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why network, this is a network to people listening. We are network, blog talk, network. We are networking. Therefore, we are increasing our own monetary value, increasing the the, 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 um, our the network of our culture, you know what I'm saying, our network, and all of that simultaneously, and it's not at the expense of nobody. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that, man, 100. I'm looking at uh you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get a little piece of things off the ground myself. Got my own radio show that I'm in the works of, me and my brother and everything. But uh right. I'm just keeping it keeping it on the ground where I'm still young. I'm 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 a you know, um I'm I'm father and a uh, husband, so trying to uh, right. expand my family and that's that's what's most important to me. You know what I'm saying? I kinda lay, you know what I'm saying, unnecessary friendships or whatever to rest. I'm really just trying to build. I'm on the, you know what I'm saying, quote-unquote, what you call conscious information the brother was speaking on, but I'm not really, that's not really my thing. You know, I got my, you know, speeches that I spill to people, but really I'm just trying to get my bread up so that I can teach. You know, my ultimate goal is to be, you know, a teacher for young men and young women, for kids, because, you know, adults that's, you know what I'm saying, messed up or messed up as kids. Can Can I give you some advice? Yes, sir. On that, yes, my sir. advice to you, my advice to you is build a library, King. Library, build a library. What should I, what should I have in that library? Everything. Well, well, I I I stand to say everything, but I but for your vocation of dealing with young men, you have to deal with narratives that were written about the experience, like Man Child in the Promised Land. You have to have George in your library. You have to have, because George wrote Solar Dad Brothers in his 18s, 17s, 
19. He was he was spitting right. He, his spit was so crazy. He think we were talking slick right now on the radio. The CIA sent the message to San Quentin, and they sealed him and shut, welded him in his cell from a central intelligence letter. You understand about his spit? His spit got all the way to France. When the existentialist uh, Paul Sarton was talking about George. What's that? What's that about, author? I'm sorry, I don't mean to touch your wisdom, but what's it, that author? His name is George, His name is George Jackson, Soledad brother. And that's one of the first pieces. Yeah, that's one of the first pieces of literature outside of an ecclesiastic one that actually made me get emotional and cry. And it was in that crying and that and that uh that, that 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 grief that I understood how how we are so un and not in control of the circumstances surrounding our life. And it comes from a a a a a lack of uh, of love in our inner circles and this is one of the personages who created a new standard of black unity, but he used the street model. George was a G for real, of the highest order. So he was deep and spiritual, and he was the what you call it, uh, the, the the field marshal for the Black Panthers while incarcerated. He was the field marshal for Black Panthers. But he also had uh, two, 200 knives in the joint and $2,000 worth of cash, and they were selling cigarettes and, and holding poker games to support their revolution. You heard? Uh-huh. Their, revolution was, their revolution was predicated on them changing the conditions for themselves so they could start letting black men out of jail. They wasn't letting niggas out of jail back in the day. You was going to the board and keep getting hit. And then when you go back to your cell, you're getting attacked by white people in Mexico and Calvary. You heard? So, so the, the youth, you have to deal with their dialogue, and they have a dialogue where you can't suppress their angst. You have to socialize them books on psychology, when you're dealing with young people, they're going through the hero's journey. They have to be hip to Joseph Campbell. They have to be hip to Young. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the, the uh, psychologist, he cannot study anything else but myth. So I go to the psychologist to understand myth as it plays out in everyday parlance as far as human experiences. So when you was young and you – uh, when, when you look at uh, the, the myth involved with the creation story with Enkidu, Enkidu was out in the wilderness like a wild beast, and he took some some box. You heard? So you, you, if that's a myth that, that creates the context for religion, you need a mythologist or a psychologist to make that available to your mind, why would the priesthood preoccupy with this part of the narrative? Well, it has everything to do with the developmental psychology of the person. You have a part of you that has, that has to be suppressed and subjugated through civility, or else you will participate in bestial things. So you see, in a culture where the young men are not socialized effectively and or initiated, they participate in adolescent uh, behaviors that, that if never checked, it becomes some crazy shit, like niggas pissing in the hallway. You heard? That is a <laughs> passive-aggressive um, uh, uh, thing unchecked from adolescence. Like a grown-ass man, a nigga will piss right in his own hallway and then go in his house. You heard? And then go in the refrigerator and drink right out <laughs> the container and go sit down and play the Xbox. You heard? Right. And don't think nothing of it. But that shit comes from unchecked, uh, uh, uninitiated minds, you get 14, 15 years old, you start rebelling. 
You know, you start acting crazy, mm-hmm. you start getting more irrational. So if your parents um, don't beat you, they got to do this, it, you know, and it's not it's not good to get kids because you make it available for other people to hit them to get results out of them. So you, what you got to do is you got to socialize them and take their mind into another journey. That's why I think all black men should go take their son to go see American Sniper and fuck the power. The boy watched the unfolding narrative of the man taking the boy to go shoot something and him becoming the greatest uh, sniper in the world based solely because his father played a dual role in his mind. His father was kind, but his father was kind with a iron fist cloak and a velvet glove. He didn't play with him, you know, and he made his brother defend him. If somebody do something to y'all, y'all finish them. That's how he said it when they were babies. So you yeah. need this type of psychodrama. So I suggest you get books that flesh out the narrative for the young men's mind. Yeah, because if you leave it to young thug and these stupid ass niggas to tell them about the lifestyle, my lifestyle, I hate that nigga. <laughs> I hate that nigga too, man. They got the hottest song in the country, and you, I, don't know, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. You heard? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is where the babies well, are going. This is where they're going. They're going. The only dude I like in the street who, with his narrative, with that, that, that shit is, is Joe Gotti. Because I like. His region of the country, they speak from a different point of perspective. They don't speak. Uh, they speak about keeping your circle real. New York can speak about splitting your head open. You know um, Down yeah. south, they speak. They speak about um, um, fat asses. Bring it back. that. You know. So regionally, everybody has a cultural significance that they flesh out in their art, but it pertains to their geography. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when you look at the world, I'm looking at the world from a from a from a boss perspective. I'm I'm actually giving you the dialogue that they have behind the desk. I'm not on the corner or set up, you know, talking this loosely out my mouth about culture, just speaking to people that make them feel good. I really want people to be proactive. So I say build a library, you know, and the, and that the Moors, one of the kings in the Moors and the and most strongest in the latter dynasties. Of the Moors of Spain, he spent a, a quarter of the of the country's revenue on literature. Like he just said, "Fuck that! I'm taking a quarter of the entire country's money and buying books with y'all shit." You know, this is how we we gotta maintain our uh, our shit. So everywhere I go, I'm surrounded by books, and my books are of value because of provenance. If you buy a book for me, it's more expensive than it, it has more value if you buy it for me than if you buy it from Barnes and Noble. You know, right, right. Who am I speaking to again? Ah, that's the that's the that's the beauty of it. Uh, the uh, I ain't I ain't even know who it was. That's hey, that's that's real spit though. But I got a I got a quick question though. It's my last thing, and I'm gonna jump off and yeah. jump into the quiet. I, I, y'all had a brother casual on there last week too. Um, yeah, brother Jonathan Owens. Yeah. So I know he's gonna be participating in that. You know, that infamous debate coming up on the eighth. Um, personally I don't think anything positive is gonna come of it. You know, I I see it strictly in my eyes as entertainment. Uh but one of the reasons I followed Brother Casual is I had no idea he was 
the dude from the hieroglyphics. Now, I used to listen to these cuts like when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying, young kid, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hieroglyphics, that's Egyptian. Like, yeah, yeah, they wasn't talking really nothing about that, but, you know what I'm saying, they had some hard spit. So when I hear this dude on here on uh, what's the other show called I'm a Rock Squad, they uh, they got this brother and they said, uh, Smash Rockwell, brother Casual, I'm looking like, I know this dude, I know this face, come to find out, got something to do with music. So I'm actually you know, purchasing his book to be part of my collection, part of my library, so to speak. Uh, uh, my question, I guess, for y'all would be, um, has anybody read his book, the um, the Magi Handbook for the Conscious Community, and what you guys think of it? Now, it didn't drop yet. It didn't drop yet. He's dropping it on the, the, on the day the of the election. On the eighth. Yeah, right. 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 To that material, you know, that brother is a legend, you know what I'm saying, not only in the community of hip-hop, but like we were speaking about when he was on, you know, the intricacy and the importance of the Bay Area, and then Marshawn came forward and, and exemplified what that spirit is about, you know what I'm saying? Right. A.A. could speak about it as well. You know, um, I think Jacka. that brother's contribution. Huh? R.I.P. Jacka. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, to the legend. R.I.P. Yes, indeed. So, you know, I look forward to that contribution. To me, that's epic. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody such as him that that made such a contribution to hip-hop and in particular their region to put their thing on the map the way that he has. For him to now say, you know, his focus is literature. His focus is the narrative. He wants to write books now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exciting. We should all be excited. You know what I mean? And I look forward All to right. uh, reading Brothers is his magnum opus. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put myself on mute back up out of here, man. I just, yeah, I think I am going to, that's probably going to be the first book I put in my library. Maybe not for the beginning oh. stages, maybe advanced stages. But uh, peace, y'all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for speaking to me. I All appreciate right. the wisdom. Peace. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Peace. Peace, Lord. Okay. Yo. Yeah. Legend. Listen. Uh, I appreciate thank everybody that listened, man. And again, I always reiterate that if I said anything offensive that came from me and I'm developing, if I said anything meaningful that comes from the ancestors and they just using my experience as a lesson. So peace and love, I gotta push out. You heard, King? I appreciate y'all as usual, but I want to see everybody pull up. I got uh, the Lord on real quick. I got my brother Buddha online. Let me just bring him in real quick, if you can. Okay, that's right. Shout out to Buddha. That's right. Let me highlight the legend from the 213. Buddha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, peace to the family of nations, yo, man. A pure fuck we are going tonight, B. And we love to hear it, B. Yo, yes. I mean, yo, B, yo, the reason me I say that, B, I'm not disrespecting my brethren, A.A. Rashid, but yo, B, the way it come with the contrapositive tonight, I've been wanting to come in on those levels, but I feel like the people wasn't ready for really deal with that level of conversation and that depth, and then him get away with it. And I'm like, blood clot, the whole time you are listening, I'm like, you know, my dad, boy, envy. And I've been wanting yeah. to come at the people, man. 
on a certain way and 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 really really go in on 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 what you talk about and and in such an aggressive tone and whatnot. Even when me talk about the ganja issue, it seemed like everybody come in and try and say, "Yo, the man there upon some." Some 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 um, lower chakraism by always, and I'm like, yo, B, we need to corner and market and deal with certain things in a certain way that that is real and authentic. That you know, you understand. And and I've been feeling too. And it's not necessarily that when you go out of prison or you've been in our incarcerated that that make you a man. I don't want to give people that impression. But I know enough of these niggas be that be talking in our community. They never really face the situations that you face when you in in out of beast's belly, and you have to deal with real men in out them eye, face to face, for what them is and what them are, and your real character come out. If you're a bitch, you're a bitch, and then I go be exposed. You understand me? And it don't really have nothing to do with how much knowledge you have your perception of the black community, how much money you have, all these other things. And so when you were speaking on these things, I was just sitting here like, yo, break me in, D. Break me in because I, the people really never seen this, this side of me. They they, they don't heard the intellectual side of me, but they don't understand that the, the perception you will give and, and what you're talking about, and they didn't understand that that's why my authenticity with the fucking youth was so so real and so effective because when I was in the classroom, I brought that same that same spirit of authenticity where where you were stripped down to the bare self, you understand me, and the self was almost um yeah, um, what I want to say, um, um, emasterated, um, um, just, just stripped, just, 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 just to the bare purity of what it is, and then I could build you up from there and deal with the language and create a whole nother dialogue and a whole nother context for incorporating metaphors into your speech to understand the perspective that you needed to to actually succeed in this judgment. Now, my whole thing is. When you really went into it and you talked about you didn't want to be a martyr, that fucked me up because my whole life, be that's been my experience. As much as that's not been wanting to be with me, I've told the people I've lost a son. You know what I'm saying? I done fucked bitches of all different nationalities, races, culture. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Straight up. And I've been, I done filed, <laughs> I done filed all types of paperwork in the courts that niggas is afraid to file, and I done suffered. But at the set speed, I'm still able to teach the people with a success because I can tell a nigga, like, yo, man, if you file that, that's some bullshit. When you go on the court and you actually face one of these white people that have that black robe on, and I don't mean that ethnically, I mean that in terms of disposition and mentality towards the system, and you start filing this paperwork, D, you're not going to win. If if you win, you're marked for life, my nigga, and they fuck with you. They will not let you go into the community and do anything, and then our people don't have no support for you. They ain't going to have no outlet to be like, wait a minute, this nigga's a genius. This nigga's one of the most pro- prolific educators that's coming to the community, and there's no outlet. There's no school system. There's no support. 
there's no niggas that understand. Like, nigga, the reason I'm not in the classroom is because the government know who the fuck I am, nigga. And they don't want me there. They don't want this type of attitude. They don't want that rebellion. They want me in prison. And they don't even want me in prison because they, they don't want me teaching niggas. If they lock me up, nigga, I'm dead. If they, if, if, if they can kill me on the streets, I'm dead. And people don't understand that about this. And I'm still out here. I'm still willing to deal with the pills and, and, and speak to people and build a movement with the youth. And then when you get to talking about how niggas is bitch, and I'm like, yeah, like, I know niggas is bitch because I know you wouldn't be talking the way you're talking, B, and riling the people up if you was a real nigga. There's no way. You, you couldn't be because your son would be dead. You'd be fucked up. You, you'd be dealing with shit I'm dealing with. You couldn't just get money. Nigga, when I wasn't dealing with none of this, I had money. I was rich as fuck. I was in the streets. I was getting money. When I came into this shit, y'all called the conscious community. They got a label from whack-ass niggas that couldn't rap and, and created conscious rap. And then that label came into a community of thought to build a fucking identity itself amongst a, a fabled narrative that failed. That shit is crazy. And it's a gang of fake niggas in that that don't understand. You understand me? So when you really went into it tonight, I'm like, yo, B, I've been wanting to, yo, yo, I'm going to quit ranting right now because, you, yo, the whole time I was listening to you tonight, AA, and you already know, we done built before. The community ain't really ready for this type of dialogue, B, and really to push it up to that level and, and get these fake niggas out of here. I ain't talking to the community, Lord. Yeah, I ain't talking to the community. I'm, I'm not talking to the community. I'm talking to the future, yeah? I'm on my other shit. Well, you know, that's what I was dealing with before I even came into this shit, and I tried to to, to make a platform for the, the future to come into this shit, but a lot of these niggas is uneducated. They some bullshit-ass niggas. They done read four or five books. They ain't really faced the white man in his face, putting no work in no kind of way, and then they come in and they manipulate the people to give our knowledge a fucking... Uh, uh, an emotional background that, that has a, a, a level of discredit to it, to where the yeah. real youth, when they try and approach it, they like, that shit is fake. And then you right. got to counteract all that and show them the real spirit and at the same time balance the love and openness, but you still got to be accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you an example, my nigga, real talk. I was in, I was in NOLA. And everybody know what NOLA is, know what that shit is. If you don't know what that is, then fuck you. We talking real now. So I was in NOLA, my nigga, and I had a gate. And I was in the front gate, and niggas in the back gate, they was some youth. I didn't really know them niggas, man. The real talk. These niggas was doing all type of wild shit. So the beast came to look for them, but accidentally kicked in my door in the front gate. And I don't give a fuck who listening. I'm a real nigga. Real talk. So they come in my door in the front gates, and I'm like, yo, wait a minute. What you doing, B? I don't know nothing about what them youth are doing. Wrong gates, y'all come in. All type of court cases are going. But my whole energy about it was I'm not going to move because these youth is doing all type of wild shit. If anything, I'm going to be in the community right here in front of these youth trying to show them face-to-face that I don't, I'm not afraid of you. I don't discredit or judge nothing you do. I'm going to keep holding my liberty, and hopefully in your face you recognize the real liberty and you realize ain't shit fake about what I deal with. And, and you know what I mean? And I caught a case off that. 
that had nothing to do with me. You understand me? Because the man them come in and they see me with a certain amount of food, but they wasn't worried about the food me I eat. The man them was worried about what the youth them would do. And too many of us is so afraid of the youth that they willing to go in the community and subject themselves to that type of shit. And that's what happened to the brethren natural Tahuti, why they ain't willing to defend him, because that nigga was willing to go in the front line and put his real self, his real identity on risk to deal with people. And you don't know what them people are dealing with, but you can't judge that. And you pussy all niggas afraid to deal with the realness. You understand me? Uh, you, you understand what I mean? So I know what you mean like you ain't talking to the community. You're talking to the real niggas, and that means you got to put yourself on the real front line. And you understand enough niggas ain't willing to take them risks and then go on the court and fight them battles because the community is bullshit. You understand me? And that needs to be said, and that needs to be understood to make niggas wake up and shake up out of that bullshit that spirit. So when you was talking, man, it's a whole heap of shit, dude. It's a whole heap, heap of shit you were saying, because I'm like, yo, they don't even stand that, yo. It's a, it's a, a lot of us intellectual niggas is not pussy. You know what I mean? And you niggas need to quit giving off that image, B, because there's a lot of us that the, 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 the aggressiveness in our spirit came from us, like the, the peer was saying earlier. We was not willing to stand for no bullshit. We willing to stand up right on the front line in our face any way it go. Period. Fuck you. Straight up. And a lot of these niggas is just willing to talk and use rhetoric to manipulate the people. And that's part of my bill. That's why I'm going to teach niggas how to think. I'm going to teach niggas how to write. And I'm going to extract a whole lot of these niggas' argument because the people going to be so motherfucking slick and smart them goddamn selves that they can't come in and manipulate them with that bullshit no more. And I've, I've been ready to debate any of these niggas in the community and shut them down. When I destroy their narrative, fuck the God killer and all that type of shit. I'm going to destroy your narrative, nigga. So when you try and talk and debate with niggas like me and AA, you ain't got no story to tell. So your argument is because you're caught up in a whole fucking narrative situation. And I'm telling you, I come Buddha. to destroy Buddha. that way of thinking. No. Look. I'm sorry for getting angry, B, and all them things, but when A.A. Nah, nah, went nah. into it tonight, he opened up the platform for this contrapositive form of reasoning tonight, so I'm there upon it. You understand me? And, I, yes, and I'm, with, I'm with what he was saying, B, because it needs to be said, man. It needs to be said, yeah, and I'm I sorry mean, for, you know, for uh, rambling my, on My the whole program. thing is always what I tell you. Back. I said the truth, the truth stands with no rival, you know what I'm saying, so... Only thing that we need from you is to bring the truth. You know what I'm saying? And everything else falls by the wayside. You feel me? It's like yeah, trying to hold on to the leg of a rocket. I feel what you said. I was just... <laughs> excuse me right you. now. That's, that's the herb right now. Good herb right there. Excuse me, community. But anyway, no, nah, but the thing that AA was, was bringing out brought in a certain spirit deed that... Yo, I've been really yeah. wanting to bring the spirit in because I'm tired of them manipulating the people and my students because when you try and approach real dialogue with the people, real authentic understanding of metaphors, real authentic understanding of historical perspectives, you get caught up in these narratives based on other niggas' egos trying to build symmetry around their character to develop a story. And... I've been telling them that, you know, since 1832, their story been based on different versions of 
this Christian narrative that was given to them. And there's and this is real um um factual things that are not being presented in the community. Um I love the commission brothers. I love what they talk about. I love their right. um attitude towards Kimmy and all that. But when they get to creating a narrative, it's structured on the Jesus Christ narrative. It's structured on the whole um the dialogue that arises from the dramatic portrayal of the sentence in narrative form and the character and the act of characterization is embodied in either an antithetical or a um, um, protagonistic Jesus Christ, what they would call a hero or anti-heroic perception of the self. And then that self has become embodied in entities and egos that seek any way to justify that nature of being. Now, that is fuckery. And it diffuses the ability to think when that happens because you have to conglomerate around an image and a self that, di- that, that prevents you from being able to process information along the positive, negative, contrary, contrapositive box of logic because the image that you seek to identify your whole narrative around, which becomes a dopaganger, a reflection of your subconscious self, prevents you from using the entire box of knowledge and has to be isolated in one of the primary aspects of that box of reasoning to acquire a narrative structure to itself, be it negative, be it positive, be it a force of negative against positive, and be it into the realm where we have today where the android meme runs itself in a contrapositive. So when I came from this aggressive stance, what I'm trying to explain to people, I'm giving you all a logical, a rational, a narrative, a intellectual, a rhetorical basis for everything that, A.A. Rashid is telling y'all, you understand me? And he's telling y'all shit is right because these niggas just keep trying to reformulate a narrative in you that's going to fuck up yourself because the new sense of self is not going to deal with a narrative structure. And that's what the youth know. That's why the youth, they shit pop instantly. You understand me? They shit last a week. They shit last a day, they shit last an hour, and it's going to get to where they shit last an instant. The hot song will be an instant. That shit going to be hot for five minutes, and it's done. And it's going to be a new shit. It's going to be a new trend, a new Instagram, a new feed, a new thing that your mind got to absorb and place into its reality to where it's going to destroy the narrative. You're going to be completely in the present so much that you're going to have to be able to filter everything that comes into the present present at one time to sustain itself, which is going to destroy your ability to move from a subjective verb to an objective form of reasoning. That's why they don't text anymore in, in standard grammar and language, and motherfuckers don't understand what's going on. But if you really want to get deep, I can explain all this shit. You understand me? But what A.A. was saying... On the aggressive shit, that nigga's right, straight up, and that's my nigga. And the people need to 
to hear people in the community that they respect um, not piggyback on what my nigga's saying, but actually support what my nigga's saying and come with that same spirit. I ain't going to come to you with no peaceful um, lecture right now because that ain't the energy that my nigga opened up in the atmosphere. My nigga cracked the double negative right now. So the double negative is what's positive right now for the energy. So we can move into contrapositive reasoning, and we're dealing with the double negative right now. And um, and I'm with that. You understand me? So, you know, yo, you, you, you know I just, I, I wish y'all had put me on about an hour ago, and I wouldn't have to ramble on. I could have got this shit in in increments as my nigga was building. But he was going off so much that, I was just sitting yeah. here like, God damn it. I quit taking notes and just started downloading beats. Well, you said a lot. You got in the mini lecture, and his, his line just dropped. So it's me, <laughs> you, and the people. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that was a perfect counterbalance to what he offered tonight in regards to, you know, you giving a little bit more particulars about the underpinnings of, of where the changes are taking place and, what people need to look at, you know what I'm saying, and how it's being engineered in society just by the use of language, by making us less less mag- magnetic towards one another. You know, the physicality of how we communicate, you know, those things are missing, and they are decreasing day by day with, like you said, short-form language, you know what I'm saying, emoticons and things of that nature. You know, I remember when, you know, we using a relationship being on over the phone wasn't enough. That shit was a downgrade. Like, come on, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to wait till I see you. Now you send the smiley faces and, you know what I mean? Like, but, I know people well, that, well, well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, take it back they, to where when you had to be on the phone, my nigga, to where you were falling like, they, the they sent the crack heart. <laughs> and that was it. They, they dreams were shattered. Take it back to where you had to fall asleep on the phone, B. With nothing to talk about, you fall asleep on the phone. If you really want to take it back, go back to where when you used to fall asleep on the phone, be with a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just... The phone like, wasn't enough so much to where you'd have to stay on the phone to where you fell asleep on the phone. And now and all you got to do is send a smiley face. Hey, wasn't that song? That was the business right there. Shit. Yeah, you man, know, but... You um, see what I'm saying, B? No, what I'm saying is like how the communication level has really degenerated. And what people don't understand, though, is like when y'all was talking earlier about falling humanity, what's funny about it is niggas fell into humanity. And the the, the further mm. the fall is is consistent with the, the condensation of self, the condensation of matter. And we interpret that as a negative that... Um, that the fall is a negative thing when you fell into the negative and as I told people what's crazy about the world and and um um cosmic space is that at the same time the universe is expanding it's condensing on itself. So that creates mm. a paradox. And that gets back to the paradox of language and when I was trying to tell people the ultimate paradox is when you get into sarcasm and manipulating the sarcasm because the sarcastic nature of the universe in reflection to what you identify as the I in itself is, it, it is encapsulated in that form of rhetoric 
um, to its epitome. It's epitomized right. in that form of rhetoric because it reflects the nature of being that at the same time that everything you see as matter is a form of condensation that's expanding from itself. So it's in the moment of condensing while it's expanding. Now, that's important because as you're becoming more capable of achieving more intelligence in terms of your manipulation of reality through technology, the self itself is becoming more perverse, more vulgar, more part of the vulgus, more what you consider negative and a condensation, a fall from humanity. But that fall is consistent with the expanse of knowledge. You understand me? So within that, that, like that actual fall is necessary, and the, 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 the greater your ability to reason and manipulate reality, the further and further you're, you're going to see humanity do what people refer to as degenerate and fall into a more of a negative state because you're in contrapositive logic. And I've been trying to explain this to the people, and, and they're still reasoning from the contrary form of reasoning, so they see that as an opposition. They don't see it as a juxtaposition, and people don't realize that when you juxtapose something, it's not the same as dichotomizing it. It's not the same as comparing it or contrasting it. Juxtaposing is just placing it side by side. Now, what you do with that juxtaposition amounts to a comparison, a contrast, a dichotomy, or some type of um, um, synthesis re 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 result from the differences that you impose out of a contrary form of reasoning. But when you're in contrapositive, all you have is just a position. Right. And you can't judge whether it's positive or negative on either end. All you all you can do is 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 analyze the imagery that results from that juxtaposition. If you understand my whole point in reasoning down to that. Yeah, I do. I do, indeed. And and but, um, and, 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 and we and, and we've lost that. We're still on the contrary form of reasoning, so that's why when brother like A. A. Rashid get on, the, most of the audience is probably stuck in contrary form of reasoning, and they can't articulate or process his information because he's in a con contrapositive form of reasoning, where the, the actual negative is is compounded upon itself to reflect the positive, and it, it doesn't even deal with what you would call a positive association of being. So when he went into the characteristics of the gangster mentality and the authenticity of, of the self when he stripped down in jail, when he went into the um, the nature of of dealing with the youth whose spirit is 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 is, is um is welcoming an adulthood experience and needs people to guide and set the platform for the new form of thought. And people didn't understand what he was talking about. You understand me? Because they still caught up in, they think there's a such, in, such thing called a teenager and a thing called adolescence and all that. When if you understand the history of the self, 
that's all new shit that was created after 1950 by white people when they wanted to subjugate their own selves and their own children and place them in a position where they wouldn't have power for a certain amount of years because the actual people that made the history you read about, they were doing things when they were 13, 15, 14, 16, 17, 18 years old. That's that. when they were set in history. By the time they lived into their old age, there was legends written about them. But they were moving at a time with what we would call adolescence and teenage. So that spirit now mm-hmm. is, it wants to act, and it's, it, it's placed in the negative. It's so the only way to respond and deal with that spirit is to go into contrapositive reasoning and take the double negative, take the negative, make it reflect upon itself, make it multiply upon itself to where it becomes a positive in the language of mathematics, and then it can move forward as a positive force. And that's what A.A. Rashid was laying out, but it takes an aggressive language. That's what the people don't get to manifest that spirit. It has to be consistent. Like the language is consistent with what you're trying to manifest. And what he was manifesting is based on that form of reasoning. You understand me? So when he opened up that platform, yo, I just had to come in and just and just let the people know, you know what I mean, that I understand that side of reasoning and I respect what my brethren was dealing with. So I hit that. No doubt. And let them know the class is coming soon, you know what I'm saying, because they're still asking me. When is Buddha coming? Oh yeah, with man! Big up! Oh yo, yo! Peace to the brother Isaac too. You know what I mean? Because um, you linked me with him and I talked to him. And um, the class is Good. coming soon, people. We've been building up the um, the energy for the class is what's really been going on. Because to be honest with you, I can start teaching the class tonight if you people are really into uh, intellectual class. Because the appeals in them keep telling me that I need to do a visual presentation of the class and what I want to do is a high class intellectual lecture presentation where you get no visuals just like when you the higher you go and reading books anybody that notice that's a student out there there's less images less illustrations in the book the the, right. the higher you go in reason and the higher you go in school the less books the teacher will offer you and the more lectures you will have to deal with. And I'm trying to get my PhD from my people. I have a master's degree from the system. I want to get elected to a PhD from my people. So I have to do a lecture series. I want KTL to be the lecture series. And I would like to do the class based purely on a lecture format to where I'm so deep in your subconscious and your um, cerebral cortex where you have to really create the information mentally. And uh, it will. It, this is what I did with my students when I taught, and it will register more deeper with you and become more of a reality rather than me showing you images. Because when we do the class, and people actually submit assignments. If there's a thousand papers submitted, I'm reading a thousand papers. Like I will actually read it and comment on it. So 
So it's going to be a lot of work for me. So when they get the lectures, there will be personal comments, all type of things reflective of the development of the course. And I'm trying to get them out of the visual stimulation because I feel that's one of the drawbacks in the community. That no offense, someone like Seti can show you a bunch of crazy images and control and manipulate how you reason. Where if I teach you how to reason, no matter what images are presented before you, you'll be able to reason through the images before who's ever presenting those images can manipulate how you think. Indeed. Well, we look forward to See it. See what I'm you saying? saying? And like I said, no disrespect hold to on, Sadie on, or any of them. I just threw I that out because he throws out the most craziest images in his presentations that I could um, call to mind um, in, um, um, quickly. But there ain't nothing against him or anything. Absolutely. So, again, as always, you know what I'm saying, we want to thank you and salute you for calling in and adding on you know, as only you can, you feel me, to take this program from one level to a whole nother other level. All right? And we look forward to packaging in the presentation of the upcoming course slash class, you know, slash curriculum. It's exciting. Uh, I have dreams about it, you know what I'm saying, about mobilizing it into a mobile app where people are now able to take these courses, you know, at, from the comfort of their own home, on their phones, wherever they're at, you know, pass it on to their children. It's just exciting what technology is going to allow us to do with this information. Oh, yeah, man, that's my whole thing, man. I just be studying and have this brain, and you know what I mean? And that's what I want to give to the people, where people can do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? I want y'all to... I, I can't do everything, so I want y'all to do things like that. You know what I mean? All I want to do is be able to sit up and absorb this information that I love absorbing, man. And when I get to talking to yeah. the people, when I start telling them about the castles in Africa and all type of things, and <laughs> we... <laughs> We're going to really have fun, man, and open up the dialogue in the community. So I'm sorry to take over the show if I did that, but I, I enjoy the contribute. I love KTL, man. You know what I'm saying? And and it is that. No doubt. And we love you as well. It's your home, brother. We look forward to it. All right? We definitely right, got a baby. show coming shortly. All right? Salute to the, uh, to the Rose Scholars and everybody out there. Okay? tuned in tonight for this monumental presentation. Um, first and foremost, uh, again, family, to the family that's coming out to New York this Sunday for the quote-unquote debate, uh, we look forward to seeing the family in unison as family, okay? No matter what hats you come on wearing, you know, you come into that particular building wearing or, or what garment that you robe yourself in and call yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all family from the door. That's what you have to understand, and it's going to be a very festive environment in there. It's going to be family, all right? We're going to be able to walk out of there stronger than we were when we walked in. I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing our faces, the faces of the beautiful family, that seven heaven sea moss will be in the building, 
Okay, you can put in pre-orders if you want uh, gallons or half-gallon sizes. Uh, holla at us, ktlempowerment at gmail.com. You can call me directly, 347-504-1444, all right? So with that being said, again, I want to say thank you for coming out today. Uh, all of you are champions, all right? We want to salute the people's champions, all right, out there and Keep in mind, like I said, you know, you crossing the one-yard line and getting the trophy to um, officiate your championhood is not what makes you a champion. You know what I'm saying? That brother was a champion before he stepped on that court. You know what I'm saying? That brother was a champion from how he spoke from his heart and represented his people. So let's not be fooled into, you know what I'm saying, the things that actually officiate us being who we are, all right? That comes from the people, that comes from the family, but most important, it has to start with you, okay? So go to sleep knowing that you're a champion, wake up feeling even that much taller, that much stronger, and we're going to see you next episode. Peace, y'all.